Bring the ship up to broadcast depth. We're going in. Into the hideouts. Our country is now in the beginning of the Great Regression. Major steps are being taken backwards because those who are afraid have hijacked the government and the media. They fear diversity, creativity, and the questioning of authority. Now, more than ever, it is time to unite in a place where you can still be yourself and the freedom of expression continues to exist. Enter the hideout and be heard. What what what's new? Oh, what are you doing, Epe? Oh, what's new, J Dubs? It's the hideout. That's all I know. It's the oh, baby. Weekend. I am El Hefe. That is Dubs. This is your hideout. Last night of uh of togetherness uh, for the week. So you definitely want to hop in. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041 and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Remember that ladies and heretics move to the front of the line when calling. And speaking of heretics, uh, we're doing the open door policy tonight, correct? Uh, 10 to 11, the door's open to the hideout, and it'll be your chance to uh, grab those heretic cards. If you didn't get out to the live broadcast, we have the heretic cards up here uh, here for you to grab tonight. Uh, the executive producer of the hideout is Chunks, and he is on vacation tonight, back up in D.C. So uh, Tommy Bateman producing and directing, manning the talk and roll controls, responsible for the content on RealRadio.fm. The Man- picks from last week are up, too. Oh, outstanding. He also is uh, managing the AOL Instant Messenger Real Radio Hideout at AOL. That's AOL Instant Messenger Real Radio Hideout. And he's under the weather, so bear with him. That is Putin, the unpaid producer. He's the one who screens your phone calls with the aforementioned phone numbers. And finally, J-Dubs, uh, douche chilled the roan here. Uh, kind of trying to fill the chunks void over in the booth over there. Trying his uh, his best to make that happen. Dubs, Friday night, busy slate. You and I will not be here on Monday. No. We will be in New York City. But it doesn't mean you won't be able to hear us on Monday if you uh, if you have your XM satellite radio. Uh, tune over to channel 202 from the times of 11 a.m. till 2 p.m. We'll be on the Ron and Fez show. I will be paying off my bet to Fez Watley and getting the Buccaneers tattoo on my ass. So that should be a blast. Uh, because of that, we'll be uh, in New York until Tuesday morning. So we'll have mixtapes hosted by uh, Tommy Bateman on Monday night. Very best of the hideout um, uh, on Monday night. But in the meantime, we're live now, and you can call and hop in right now. Uh, show uh, tonight, Dubs, uh, just littered with prizes that we have to give away. Oh, the other thing, Tuesday, we are giving away a trip to Las Vegas. Yes. So you're not going to be with us on Monday night, uh, or we won't be with you because of the mixtapes. But Tuesday, you got to tune in. Because we are giving away a trip for two to Vegas, round-trip airfare, three nights of hotel accommodations, all thanks to CSI Crime Scene Investigation, which is Saturdays, 4 and 5 o'clock on WB18. And you might want to tune in Monday to the mixtapes, because I hear Tommy Bateman is going to give some Vegas hints, which uh, he may do that. So that is happening uh, next week. But on tonight's show, J-Dubs, we're going to talk to the man probably directly responsible for a lot of the content on this show. That is Drew Curtis from FARC.com. Great website. Um, all kinds of news, oddities, uh, video. 
the great thing about FARC is uh, when you go there, it has like all the big stories on there. It, it keeps you up to date with the, all the big happenings around the world. And it gives you those funny, quirky stories from around the nation as well. So um, Drew Curtis from FARC.com will be in the hideout this evening. Also, too, our buddy Mark St. Amant from SportsRag.com from Committed Confessions of a Fantasy Football Junkie. All your fantasy football questions. And tonight, uh, before he talks to us, in fact, he is on ESPN Classic talking fantasy football with Meatloaf. So after he's done with the Meatloaf, will be his dessert. Uh, right around 8. Ew. I know. And uh, in addition to that, Dubs, the president's approval ratings are at the lowest they've ever been, even on the Fox News polls. Oh, wow. So when he's you... in serious trouble. If the Fox News polls are showing a huge slump, then you know there's definitely something going on in the administration, and uh, a lot of people are not happy. Yeah, when you get a 36 on Fox News, you're in trouble. Uh, Dubs, to uh, wrap up... Uh, also, too, uh, in the hideout tonight on Rural Radio 104.1, apparently the Simpsons mm-hmm. are being exported to the Middle East. Yeah, this uh, this started going on uh, in October, and uh, it's uh, now rolling over in the Middle East right now. They are uh, running episodes of The Simpsons, but there's some very uh, profound changes in The Simpsons storylines and the characters to fit the Middle East standards. Speaking of television... You're into this show, Lost, aren't you? Oh, I love Lost. Tommy Bateman, you too? Yeah. I, I like watch, I taped it, and then I watch it twice. Yeah, it's an addiction. Lost is an absolute addiction. Next week, they have an extended episode to go through uh, all the uh, survivors on the other side of the island. So they're gonna they're gonna like almost start from the beginning, but with different survivors. All right, see, that's a way to hook you. That's yeah. definitely a way to hook you. Dubs. Um, you on the message boards for this thing? Yeah, I've uh, I just started uh, linking up to the message boards and reading everything they got going on there. And uh, the people on the message boards for Lost, if you Google it, you can get to a bunch of those different message boards. Uh, they have such an eye for detail, and uh, they record it in like digital uh, quality and everything, so they can pull pictures and everything, and kind of give you examples of uh, stuff they picked out from the episodes. So it's uh, very interesting, these uh, message boards. Now, there's something about a little kid on that show, too. Walt. Walt. In fact, the Monsters talked to him, I think it was last week. They interviewed the little act, the actor oh, who does nice. that. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great interview, listening to it while I was working out. Um, there, what's special about his character right now? Well, right now, Walt is uh, there on the island. There are these people they call the Others uh, that are like almost uh, natives to that island. I'm lost, and uh, those people, I guess, either kidnapped Walt or something happened to Walt, and he uh, got kidnapped by someone who everybody thinks is the others. Okay. So, uh, but what's going on with Walt right now? Uh, one of the girls on there has been seeing Walt, like, uh, like uh, come up to her and everything, and uh, Walt's been talking to her, but you can't understand it. Okay, because I have, I have his audio. I have what he's saying. Okay. Now, why can't you understand it? Because it backwards. It's been reversed. So he's talking, but it's been reversed. Now, do you, know, do you know what he says? No. How much do you love me, J-Dubs? I have it, and I have reversed it for you and Tom Nice. Bateman. So you guys will find out what it is. I'm not watching the show, honestly, because... Um, it's amazing. I, you know, I just... I got into it. I Like, I started watching in the beginning, then I fell off, and then I started to pack up again... And now I'm off again, and I'm just going to wait until it's all released on DVD. 
the whole thing? Yeah. I've heard they've gone already and written six seasons. Well, then I'm going to have to wait You're until... You're going to be waiting a decade to watch wait, it all. I'm going to wait until 2011, okay? Because I don't have that kind of time. But I have what Walt says for you. And nice. I've reversed it, so you're going to get a little present, all right? Now, speaking of audio, though, and television shows, I want to start off with this. People label us shock jocks. I don't know why they insist on doing it. Probably because of you. Shock jock. Shock jock. This Bill O'Reilly has said something that is the most shocking and jocking thing you could ever say. Really? If you and I had said it, we'd be off the air. Bill O'Reilly's an ass. He's always he he tries to run this fair and balanced angle or no spin angle where you know he is holding it right in the middle. He's trying to give you the uh, honest truth, but he always has a little spin to it. And he can be a dick at times. He's one of these millionaires sticking up for the little guy, mm-hmm. allegedly. Yeah. So this is a news story out of San Francisco. San Francisco has long been an easy target for conservatives, but now Fox News anchor Bill O'Reilly is taking out his vengeance on the city in a way that you'll just have to hear for yourself. Juliet Goodrich is near a San Francisco landmark that Bill O'Reilly invited terrorists to attack. Well, Dana, his remarks come after the election in San Francisco, but he was taking aim at a San Francisco landmark, the Coit Tower. His comments basically giving the okay to Al-Qaeda to target the Coit Tower. Hi, I'm Bill O'Reilly. Bill O'Reilly, America's most watched cable news guy, is upset that San Franciscans voted to discourage public schools in the city from allowing military recruiters on campus. He made his views very clear on his radio talk show. Hey, you know, if you want to ban military recruiting, fine, but I'm not going to give you another nickel of federal money. You know, if I'm the President of the United States, I walk right in to uh, Union Square, I set up my little uh, presidential podium and I say, listen, citizens of San Francisco, if you vote against military recruiting, you're not going to get another nickel in federal funds. Fine. You want to be your own country? Go right ahead. That sounds like O'Reilly, but what he says next, some say goes too far. And if Al-Qaeda comes in here and blows you up, we're not going to do anything about it. We're going to say, look, every other place in America is off limits to you except San Francisco. You want to blow up the Coit Tower? Go ahead. Remarks that haven't gone unnoticed. Consider the source. Tonight, San Francisco Mayor Gavin Newsom fired back. There are a lot of people in this city that love their country uh, and embrace the military, and uh, I'm certainly one of them. Uh, But that doesn't mean uh, that because of some of the questions that have been raised about predatory recruiting, uh, that the people of San Francisco can't stand up and say, hey, wait a second, there may be some issues here, and we want to send a policy statement that at least raises awareness a little bit more broadly. Mayor Newsom has had some personal dealings with O'Reilly. In fact, he reminded me that it was O'Reilly who wanted Mayor Newsom arrested for his stance on gay marriage. But, Dana, Mayor Newsom says this direct conversation now regarding al-Qaeda and the Coit Tower just takes it to a higher level and one that's uncalled for. And he says, remember the source. Shock it jock. Is outrageous. Juliet Goodrich from San Francisco. Shock jock. Shock jock. Right, shock so jock. Has- it's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1. Now... Uh, here's uh, two, two, two things with this, first of all. Um, what is it now about these guys on the right, either O'Reilly or Pat Robertson, saying, I hope something happens to you 
And because you didn't see it our way, we're not going to help you. You know what? I don't care how much I disagree with Bill O'Reilly or anything. I would never wish that terrorists would attack his building or that he would die in some kind of terrorist attack. That is absolutely despicable. And yet he he's okay. Like, he's not getting looked into. No. He's not getting fined. He's wishing terrorist attacks on a United States city. Yet you and I can't say GD. Yeah. I mean, it, it, and here's the thing, and to get into the meat of the story of what happened, uh, why he said that, I tend to agree at times that uh, recruiters should not be on campus all the time trying to uh, pull these kids away. You don't see recruiters for a masonry position on the on the campuses all the time. You know, it, it, leave that to career days. Leave that to you know different uh, specific times for that to happen. You know, and, and happy Veterans Day today too. Yeah. But at the same time, stay out of the high schools. Let the kids at least get their their education first before you're going in there and swooping them up for the, uh, for college, the military. College is fine to go into and you know try that kind of stuff. And like you said, even career days. Yeah, career days are fine. That's that stuff is, you know, is a place where that's supposed to be acceptable, where you are, you know, trying to make life decisions after high school. But when you're in high school, focus on high school. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. And so, because the city of San Francisco has voted, uh, we want to look out for our kids. We want them to get their education first before they go off into the military. Bill O'Reilly has wished a terrorist attack on San Francisco and even called out a specific building. Yeah. That, that you know, if he would have just said San Francisco or something, you know, you could have, you know, dismissed it as a flub or something or something he really didn't mean. But when you start naming off buildings giving to attack. Ad- yeah, giving af- uh, off addresses for Al-Qaeda and saying, hey, go here. And by the way, after you go here, we're not going to help you. American citizens. <laughs> the same thing with what this uh, Robertson said yesterday about Dover, Pennsylvania, and them voting out yeah. the, uh, the the people on the school board who wanted to do the intelligent design. He goes, hey, if something happens, when something happens to you guys, don't, don't come. Yeah, don't come to God. Don't come to God. He's not interested. Because uh, I speak for God. I'm Pat Robertson, and I know what God wants to hear and what God doesn't want to hear. I'm his filter. And what drives me insane the most is that I, I honestly want to think that O'Reilly doesn't believe what he's doing mm-hmm. and that he, this is a shtick. I don't think so, Tim. But let's just say it's a shtick. His shtick is more dangerous to the United States of America than what our shtick is. Any shock jock, quote-unquote, jock. shtick, he, that is much more dangerous. That's much more damaging to uh, you know either... Because people take that as actual news and actual fact when he's throwing it out there. When we say something, no one believes us, and rightfully so. Yeah, you got you got people that are out there believing this cat. Right, let's go to Kim in Orlando. Law with ladies first in the hideout when you call. What's going on, Kim? I don't know. I was just calling to say, uh, well, what's up? And um, just uh, questioning your point of view on uh, the recruiters not being allowed in the high schools and saying that they should get their education and leave the kids alone till they're out. Here's, I mean, here's, here's the thing. Whenever you're in school, I honestly believe this. Uh, I don't want recruiters coming and trying to snap kids up for jobs. I want them to focus on their schooling with the hopes of maybe they can go to college. If not, when they're graduated on a career day, 
then they can go on and choose their you know choose their field. And I'm not I'm not uh, against maybe having pamphlets and that kind of stuff for like you know like in like the uh, in the whatever office they have for like the uh, the placements and everything. Right. Uh, but having a physical person in there trying to coerce kids into doing something is a little bit wrong, I think. Yes. Yeah, oh, no, I, I understand that because I've, I mean, I've seen it and I've been in there when they've been in there and some. Yeah, they're they're standing right in the lunchroom. You're trying right, to eat your, well, your nachos. Time slot of you know hang out at the lunchroom because maybe they can save that one kid that their parents can't send them to college and they're thinking, well, where am I going to get the money from? Well, that's, that's, that's what creative is for. Do is just saying no. You know, hey, this is what I can offer you. I got you, Kim. Thank you, sweetie. Appreciate the phone call. Again, that's what career day is for to me. All right, one quick call because people obviously want to hit this one up hard. Uh, Greg in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, buddy? Hey, guys. How you doing? I just want to tell you how much I disagree with the military being allowed to recruit kids out of high school. They're going there for a specific reason because they're young, impressionable, naive children. You want to talk to my underage son? You want to talk to my minor? Have the cojones to come talk to me instead of trying to brainwash him. Come to the house, you know. Uh, come, you know, come knocking on the door, like you know, like have your, uh, have your. If you if your son really wants to do it, he'll pick up a pamphlet, bring it home to you, ask you, ask you, Dad, what do you think? And then you guys can go uh, on the decision together. That's why they're going. Because they know that parents are smarter. They're not mm-hmm. going to anywhere with these kids or they're with their parents. They're going somewhere where they can get a hold of. And I, I'm not against recruiters. Recruiters are fine, you know, but there's there's a, a line you have to draw with it. You All know? right, let's take a break. Uh, 407-916-1041, uh, Two things on the issue are on the table. Bill O'Reilly, uh, in, encouraging, from what it understands, a terrorist attack on San Francisco. And then secondly, um, Chuck Jock. recruiters uh, recruiting... Uh, military recruiters recruiting high school students. Yeah, mm. or nay. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. You know, if you want to ban military recruiting, fine, but I'm not going to give you another nickel of federal money. You know, if I'm the President of the United States, I walk right in to uh, Union Square, I set up my little uh, presidential podium, and I say, listen, citizens of San Francisco, if you vote against military recruiting, you're not going to get another nickel in federal funds. Fine. You want to be your own country? Go right ahead. That sounds like O'Reilly, but what he says next, some say goes too far. Chuck Chuck. And if Al-Qaeda comes in here and blows you up, we're not going to do anything about it. We're going to say, look, every other place in America is off limits to you except San Francisco. You want to blow up the Coy Tower? Go ahead. Remarks that haven't gone unnoticed. Consider the source. Tonight, San Francisco Mayor Gavin Newsom fired back. There are a lot of people in this city that love their country uh, and embrace the military, and uh, I'm certainly one of them. Uh, but that doesn't mean uh, that because of some of the questions that have been raised about predatory recruiting, uh, that the people of San Francisco can't stand up and say, hey, wait a second, there may be some issues here, and we want to send a policy statement that at least raises awareness a little bit more broadly. Mayor Newsom has had some personal dealings with O'Reilly. In fact, he reminded me that it was O'Reilly who wanted Mayor Newsom arrested for his stance on gay marriage. But, Dana, Mayor Newsom says this direct conversation now regarding al-Qaeda and the Coit Tower just takes it to a higher level and one that's uncalled for. And he says, remember the source. Right. It is outrageous. Juliet Chuck Jock. Bill O'Reilly encouraging the attack of San Francisco by Al-Qaeda. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Half and dubs. He was fired up there. 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, and Star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. 
What in the world makes you that angry? That well, well when you're when you're a millionaire white man in this country, you really don't have anything going for you. You know, he's always had the chip stack against him. He's uh, had to pull himself up by his bootstraps. You know, when you've been on television for 15 some odd years, you have it tough in life. Yeah, I mean, uh, he's uh, he's really going against the wind here. And the whole thing's over San Francisco saying, "Hey, don't come talking to our kids in school about the military. Don't just do us a favor and don't do it." You know. That's parents telling, you know, hey, enough with our kids. Leave them alone. Deborah in St. Cloud, you're in the hideout on rural radio. What do you think, Deborah? Hi. This is just a statement for all the kids that think that the Army or any of the forces are going to pay for their college. Yeah, they probably will pay for their college, but college is put on the back burner because you'll be doing everything else. I enlisted in the Army just for that reason. Lucky for me, I didn't get in because the people I know that got in, they're not going to college. They're just too busy learning how to fight and um, kill innocent people. Oh, I mean, I don't know about that. I'm not going to call up the Army in that yeah, respect. Yeah, I'm not going to say that. Uh, it is Veterans Day. I have a little respect for the people who are doing what they're doing. Because I don't think that's what they're doing at all. They're no. being told by our leaders what to do. And they're, and they're, they're carrying doing, out their mission. And they're doing a good job, I think. But at the same time... I don't think that uh, – here's the, here's the thing about the whole pay-for-college aspect. Um, you have to realize that there's really no quick fix. Like, there's no such thing as a quick fix. You know, whether you're hitting the lottery or thinking, hey, maybe the Army can pay for school so I can go to school. You know, there's, there's not going to really be an easy way to do anything. No. And I think that's kind of what these kids think of, all right, I can go in. I can serve my two years, and then I can be able to go to college. When a lot of times, you get called back. Like, you were mm-hmm. you were the property of the United States government for a pretty long time. I believe, like, if you sign up for two years, like, all together six years. I'm not sure on the exact number, but I think it's something like that. I think it's four years out of high school. Four or five is the minimum. Really? And, and then you're done. But you do it straight through, from what I understand. You know? So, I don't know. I, at the same time, you could go and work for four or five years, you know, get a job somewhere and save up your money, and then go. But then again, you can learn skills in the military yeah. that you can apply in college. I mean, everybody, like, many people, Army is a great choice. They they love it. They learn stuff uh, that, like, you know, all through life helps them out, and sometimes it's not good for them. And I think you have to let kids decide that after they get out of high school. And uh, have a, more of a grasp on what the real world's like. Mike in Orlando, you're in the hideout and we're radio. What's up, buddy? How you doing? All right. Hey, let me first say Riley's an ass. Yes. <laughs> and I don't think penny loafers have bootstraps. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice point. Yeah. But uh, as far as the recruiting thing, I mean, where do you draw the line? You get uh, college scouts coming in recruiting uh, athletes all the time. You know, and you, that, that's and an interesting. I, I find that equally as wrong, uh, but um. In a lot of ways, a lot of recruiters do it the right way, where they'll uh, just come out, watch the game, and then send a letter saying they're interested. And, and that's the thing, too. They're scouting you. They're looking at you. They'll send you letters. You know, maybe they'll even put you through a workout. I, I think it's I think it's different. I honestly think it's different in that aspect, too. I don't think you can necessarily tie it to sports. I mean, I think there's some similarities there of uh, people coming on campus uh, at a young age. and But... um. Most of the time, uh, they request that the uh, parents 
are at the meetings. They where... want, well, they want to meet with the parents. They usually talk to the coaches. I mean, there's a lot that goes on with that, too. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's necessarily all that. Uh, Woody, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. What's up, Woody? Hey, guys. How you doing tonight? All right, man. Good. It's a Friday night in the hideout. Uh, love the show. Love the show. Thank um, you. I don't know how it is these days, but when I was in high school, most high schools had an ROTC program. Mm-hmm. And if you were military inclined, you joined ROTC. It was an elective. Mm-hmm. You know, so... I don't see why O'Reilly's making a big deal out of it. I mean, so they, ROTCs aren't everywhere. Like, we didn't have one when we were growing up. I know a lot of schools did. I know they had them in Texas. I'm pretty sure they had them in Texas. They have them everywhere, but, like, just some smaller schools don't have the ROTC program. Right. So uh, a lot of times uh, the recruiters, that's the only way they can really get uh, what they, you know, their and again, on word ca- in there. again, on career day, I mean, the, yeah. the, all aspects of the military, they're there on career day making their pitch, you know, and I think that's when it's appropriate. Is uh, as far as our ROTC goes, it's actually two different things from what, what I understand. ROTC is officers. That's if you're planning on going to like one of the military academies. Right. Enlisting is what you do right out of high school. Uh, I went to go see uh, Shop Girl today, the Steve, uh, Steve Martin flick. Mm-hmm. Good, good movie. Not great, but it was good. You know, I enjoyed it. Can't decide if Claire Danes is hot or not. I don't think she is anymore. I think she lost it. But they had a preview for this movie, Annapolis which is about the Naval Academy. We're familiar with it. We Mm -hmm. were just up in D.C. for a few years. And it seemed like one big, long commercial for the Navy, I guess it is. It it really seemed like almost a bit of a propaganda piece, just about be all you can be, here's here's how great it is, be somebody, essentially. Point him, be somebody, you know, Annapolis, come, uh, you know, join the Naval Academy. I don't necessarily uh, think that's wrong, though. Like uh, making a whole film about that. I mean, I, there's nothing wrong with being positive about these things and uh, showing the positive sides of uh, the military uh, in its different branches. I don't think that's the wrong thing. I don't think every every movie has to be anti, you know, government. No, I heard. I, it was just interesting because it was like watching. It was like watching one of those commercials yeah, that was, you see. Was Godsmack playing through the whole thing? <laughs> uh, Robert in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, buddy? Good evening, sir. Yo. Um, yeah, I was the recruiting in high school. Um, I served in the Marine Corps for five years. Okay. And I was recruited out of high school. Mm-hmm. And just the aspect of today with, I mean, I'm not saying it's all kids, but a lot of kids today, they do not have the same respect as they did when I, like, when I was growing up. I will agree with that. Yeah. yeah. You know, and the military, it just, it gives you, you know, it makes you more appreciate what you have over here. I served in Desert Storm, mm-hmm. and I was there, and not to make it right of it, but, I mean, I was shot in the leg, and my knee was no longer any use to me, so Jeez. I was shipped back. Right. Okay, but, I mean, other than that, I mean, the military gives you a greater respect of what you do have over here, and you just come back with, a, I think, a better outlook on what you, you know, and trust Hello. me, buddy, I think I think a lot of people would uh, get a lot of uh, good experience and uh, a, a more respect for what they do have instead of, uh, you know, uh, looking at what they don't have if they did yeah. go into the military. Thank I think you, Robert. Would, I think it would do a lot of things. Yeah, thank you, and thank you for fighting. Uh, Here's what I always find interesting, too, about the recruiting. Mm-hmm. The recruiting hits a lot harder in places like Flint, Maybe yeah. in Eatonville. 
Well, I I know like you know in, yeah like in in the poor areas you you will see a lot harder hitting uh uh recruiting and it it only makes sense because what they can offer people is more appealing to people with less money. Oh, absolutely. Know? And uh, people who don't have as much of a future going to college and doing all these things. So it's a smarter move to uh, go. It's a marketing those, thing. Yeah, I mean, well, marketing, and you are that's where people that are going to go into the military live. All right, four zero seven nine We've got to take a break. All right, Patrick. I got. I want to talk to Patrick for two seconds. He says he agrees with Bill O'Reilly. Patrick. Yeah. What do you think, dude? You, uh, you, um, actually, no, I don't agree with Bill O'Reilly fully. I agree up to the point where he crossed the line and said that it was okay to attack American soil. Yeah. But at the same point, too, um, I think if they aren't going to have the recruiters on campus, that they should pull some of the federal funding. Why? Why? Are you, you the federal funding's for uh, for education. education, not to uh, recruit people for the military. Yeah, we're actually trying to make kids smarter so that America can advance, you know, tech, you know, with if you technology. Want, if, you, if you want to go at this angle and say if uh, if people are not allowed to recruit on campuses, on school campuses, you can uh, extend funding for that recruiting center and maybe so they can find some more ways to get out there and uh, get their message out. Yeah, but you don't. But take, you don't take funding away from schools. You don't take away reading, writing, and arithmetic. That's asinine, buddy. And thank you for the phone call. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. More of this. People want to defend the, the recruiters. Somebody wants to file a complaint against O'Reilly. Let's do it. I'm not going to rat anybody out personally. I will. It's a Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Friday night in the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Coming up, we're going to talk to Mark St. Amant from ESPN Classic Fantasy Football Time. Drew Curtis from Fark.com will join us in the third hour of the hideout. Third hour of the hideout tonight. Plus, Dubs, I have that audio from the movie, uh, the movie Lost. Or the show, yeah, the TV show oh, Lost. That's uh, right. Uh, aired uh, Wednesday night, right? Yeah, but ladies yeah. first in the hideout, talking about Bill O'Reilly, saying, "Hey, uh, let's go ahead and have uh, the terrorists attack San Francisco because the people of San Francisco voted to say." No military in our high schools recruiting our kids. And they have gays. Oh, yeah. I'm sure that probably played into it, yeah. too. Ladies first in the hideout, as usual, Stephanie in Melbourne. You're first up. What's going on, Stephanie? Oh, I just wanted to say uh, thanks for having me on your show. This is the first time I've called. I really enjoy it. Thank you for calling. And I wanted to talk about the military because when I was 17, um, I didn't know what I wanted to do with my life, and mm -hmm. I decided on my own that I was going to join the Army and if they did not have recruiters in the high schools, that really wouldn't have been an option for me. Why not? You didn't know the Army existed? Well, I knew the Army existed, but I lived in a rural community. <laughs> right. So they they weren't like, you know, in Melbourne where you can just go down and the Army right. recruiting office is there. It was a, it was a little What's ways that? away. Right. And but, I mean, if, but if you really wanted to do it, though, you would have made the drive to go seek them out, right? Well, I was still 17. I still had to talk it over with my dad. But with exactly. the being in the in the high school, I was able to talk to them, and and discuss my options. And then when I talked to my dad about it, you know, he wasn't real happy about it because he did not want me to join. Right. But I brought the recruiter over to the house, and we all sat down and discussed it. And 
um, my dad finally realized I was very serious about this and signed the parental consent form. Well, good for you, you know, Stephanie. The, I appreciate it. The thing about recruiting in high schools, it, it doesn't always turn out bad. There's no, you know, yeah. it, it, but there, there's a lot of impressionable kids that may not, it might not be the best uh, decision for them. And uh, I think at that age, when you are a minor, you shouldn't be, you know, uh, have anything like that forced to you. And here's the thing about Stephanie, too, is she wanted it pretty bad, and it seemed like she was really serious. I mean, you could have called a phone number. I guarantee you if you say, hey, I'm a young, smart chick who wants to be in the military, they would have come over and said, and if she had said, hey, come convince my parents, they would have come and done that. You know what mm-hmm. I, mean? I mean? You wanted it. You know, there's no doubt about it. Joe and Coco, you're in the hideout on Rural Radio. What's up, Joe? Hey, I don't. Yo, dude. Hey, listen. I mean, these guys—they have to go to the schools. I mean, that's where the masses of the kids are. You, you just—you can't go door to door like that other idiot no. guy called in. No, yeah, you, yeah. you can't do that. You, you have to go where the kids are. You have to go where the masses are. Exactly. And everybody goes to war. There's millions oh. of people that will are in the service that will never leave the U.S. and make a good career out of it. No, absolutely, no, no doubt. Uh, but the thing is, the, at school, that is a place for uh, education and uh, growth. It's not a place for, hey... Uh, hey, they're going to get an education and growth in the service. That's And I'm, I'm sure they will, but that, that it still doesn't... You'll get an education and growth in any job you do, but you save that for career days, and uh, if you want to uh, be recruiting outside of the school someplace where kids are, go ahead, but... Good old when, a lot of guys make careers out of it. I'm yeah. sure they do. That's what's for career day. Go to, you know, I said, go to a mall, do something like that. But I'm in school, focus on school. Focus on learning to read, learning to write. Focus on having your brain grow. And then if you decide, hey, the military's for me, awesome. And it, it, it's not a downplaying of the military and what it can do for you after you, go to, after you get out of school. But it's for that after you get out of school. Not while you're in school. Learn a little something. Do that first. And then go on and, you know, serve in the military or go on and work at McDonald's or go on and you know, go to college. Go to Specs Howard School of Broadcasting like J-Dubs who probably mm-hmm. shouldn't have made it because he has the worst voice in the history of radio. Hey. The largest me, tongue in the history of radio. They told me I had a great radio voice. <laughs> After I gave them that ten grand, they would have told me whatever I wanted to hear. And that's the other thing, too. Whenever you're recruiting, be it for broadcasting schools or the military or whatever, you always tell people what you, you want to hear, mm-hmm. what they want to hear. Chuck in Melbourne, you're in the hideout. What up, dude? Hey, fellas. Yo. You guys rule. Thank you, man. Hey, Appreciate listen. It. Ditto to Joe and Stephanie. Uh, I uh, lived on a farm in the middle of nowhere, and the recruiter comes three times a year to the school. And uh, the school in, San- in, I think it's San Francisco or wherever, they only come over there three to four times a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, so... When they came out there, I couldn't afford a college education. My dad was a truck driver, and I, had, I knew nothing about the military. Nobody was spreading it around school. When they explained I could get a free education, I went in, got out, got a bachelor's degree, and since I've been 30 years old, I've made high six figures. And, I, and I'm saying that I would have never had that opportunity, and I knew nothing about it. So, right. I mean, that's the first thing. The second thing is you guys read the federal funding laws that – Part of taking the money for certain projects is you got to follow some of the federal rules. It's like borrowing money for a car at a bank. If you want to buy the car, you pay a little interest. If you want to take the federal funding, certain of these packages that go to the schools require certain things. One of those is access to the students three to four times a year. If you want to do it, it's okay. But 
if they don't want to do it, then they also don't get that portion of the funding. It's only fair. Well, and I understand a portion of the funding, but I don't think you completely take away funds. I understand that certain things are tied in. It just doesn't seem right. You want to I'm go sure if, uh, if the parents of that area were, felt strongly about it, they would say, okay, we'll, uh, you know, we will cut this much funding out, give it back to the recruiter or the military or whatever, and they can find other creative ways of recruiting. Yeah, they can, if they really need that money, expand it out. Expand out the military uh, recruiting, you know, bases or whatever, mm-hmm. like you said. Offices, yeah. The offices. All right, J-Dubs, I think we solved this. Well, you know, we we continue to uh, change the world one topic at a time here in the hideout, and I think we did that right there. Easily. Mm -hmm. I think above and beyond, we realize Bill O'Reilly is just a moron. Chuck Jock. He is. How is he he still allowed to broadcast? He's been talking about, uh, you know, retiring and everything. I think think maybe he's uh, having a little trouble. Getting everybody back on his side and everything, because he's he's been losing people with a lot of stuff he says. So I'm, he might be trying to get people back with his whole retiring thing. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. I mean, he has the most watched like yeah. news thing on on cable. Oh, it drives me crazy. It just drives me crazy. Katie uh, in Winter Springs here in the hideout. What's up, Katie? Hey, I just was, um, I called the other day. I'm the um, ex-wife of the military guy. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, hey, I, I just wanted to let you know that um, that the kids that are going into um, into the military for school, uh, they should probably, uh, you know, do the whole four-year enlistment thing and get their um, their grant from the government. But they should not start when they're while they're in the military because it's very difficult to go to school while you're in the military. My ex-husband tried so hard to go to school while he was in the military. He started his first year because he was on um he it was, you know, his home cycle and he he didn't have to he didn't have to uh he didn't have time to go to school once he went on started going on deployments and things. So, and then they only give you 10 years after you start utilizing their grant mm-hmm. to actually finish school. So, once he was once he started school, he only had the ten years from that beginning point. And he was trying to also go out and on the deployments and all that kind of stuff too, so it was right. difficult for him. All right, Katie, exactly. I appreciate the phone call, sweetie. Right, let's take a break, Dubs. We'll come back. Again, problem solved. Chalk another one up for the hideout. Bam. Scoreboard, bitch. Let's come back. Uh, we're going to talk to Mark Sinemont at the top of the hour. Some fantasy football. You got questions for that? Line it up. Uh, at 407-916-1041 and 888-978-1041. I do, Dubs, want to play you something. And maybe this is part of the issue, and maybe this is why the, the recruiting is so important. Because you're beginning to wonder about the leadership. Like the people in charge. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't want to spend too long on it. But I, there's a clip that I got from Hardball last night that I want to come back from when, when the break. Of them specifically showing Dick Cheney lying. Like, just specific, like, flat out, hey, you lied. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. <laughs> and here it is. And then just the latest polls on how the president's doing. Even on the Fox News polls, it's no good. We got that. The Simpsons are going over to the Middle East. You got uh, Drew uh, Curtis from FARC.com is going to join us tonight. You got the open-door policy at 10. Busy, busy Friday night in the yep. hideout. If you come up for the open door policy, it'll be your chance to grab a heretic card. It's a hideout, Row Radio 104.1. Said in the past that it was, quote, pretty well confirmed. No, I never said that. Okay. I, I never think said that. that is. No, it's absolutely not. What I said was the Czech intelligence service reported 
after 9-11 that Atta had been in Prague on April 9th of 2001 where he allegedly met with uh, an Iraqi intelligence official. Uh, we have never been able to confirm that, nor have we been able to knock it down. Uh, it's been pretty well confirmed that he did go to Prague and he did meet with uh, a senior official of the Iraqi intelligence service in Czechoslovakia last April. It's a hideout, Road Radio 104.1. <laughs> I love it when they lie. 407-916-1041, And people wonder why no one can trust these people right now. Well, you can't trust anybody. Isn't that really what it's all about? You can't trust anyone, can you? Who do you... Let me ask you this, just in general, not even talking politics. Is there anyone that you trust? I trust you, Hefe. Please don't. I trust you with my life. I'm stabbing you in the back every possible time I can. Trust me, me too. I'm selling the, you up. We have the worst working relationship in radio. Selling you down. Wherever I can sell you, I'm selling you. Are people buying? No. They Damn don't it. Want, they don't want it. Damn it. And trust me, I know, when we're in D.C., or when we're in New York on Monday on the Ron and Fez show, you will be selling me up and up and up the river. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am going to... Anytime I'm, anytime I'm on Ron and Fez, I sell everybody out. I am going to... I'm going to take a beating Monday from 11 to 2 on the 202. That was always my thing on their show. Like, uh, I, I would work in the back a lot, and uh, we'd have interns back there. Anytime they would uh, say anything or do anything, even halfway weird, or I would be right on the uh, instant message with Ron. Hey, guess what new Rory just said? <laughs> what the hell's going on back there? Oh, my goodness. Getting your Rory in here. It's going to be a blast, though. Hey, just real fast. I don't want to dwell on it, but we've been talking politics and happy Veterans mm-hmm. Day and all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, right now, though, the big thing out, 57% of Americans do not think the Bush administration has high ethical standards. Aw. Where would they get that from? Yeah. The it, funny thing is, <laughs> I, this is what I find hilarious. What it, you remember what Bush's slogan was back in 2000, right? Well, here's what it is. 2000, the campaign was to uphold honor and integrity <laughs> to the White House. Exactly. Honor and integrity. Integrity. And this is uh, like literally a week after they all have to attend the ethics classes. And you know what those ethics classes are? It's like us having to go to like a uh, like a sexual sens- harassment thing or a sensitivity training thing. You know, re- get boned back up with uh, how to be sensitive. Right. And you're sitting there and you're falling asleep and mm-hmm. you're passing notes. I guarantee uh, Bush and Shane are just giving that hand gesture while watching the video. Right. Like we do. Yeah. Or, man, she's hot. I'd like to bang that. And it's a <laughs> sexual harassment video. <laughs> That's not that bad. What's that bitch getting mad about? I like to put it in her bump. <laughs> All right, so basically what's happened is the president did, didn't deliver the extra <laughs> soda and candy machines like he promised. There will be no extra recess, like in the, ele- uh, in the elementary school runs. Yeah, well, he, uh, he didn't hold up to his thing. You know, they, they didn't get to play kickball as much as he promised. And, you know, when people don't get their kickball, they start kicking back. Um, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just, it, it's really tough to trust anybody on either side right now, you know? Yeah, trust me. I'm, and for those of you who think that we're just 
crazy liberal Democrats. You're kind of right. But at the same time, I'm so pissed at the at the Democrats yeah. right now because they literally they have no leg to stand on because the majority of them voted for the war, and they didn't have a backbone to stand up and say hey, because they're afraid of being labeled unpatriotic. Yep. And now you have nothing. There's nothing you can say because they got all this proof. They got all this thing of you saying hey, I'm for this. Saddam's a danger. Of course he's a danger. We all know that. Oh boy. Who do you trust here in the hideout, Dubs? You trust anybody? I tell you who I don't, who I trust the least. Who? Putin. Why? Look at that commie bastard over there. Pear-shaped commie bastard. <laughs> he's always got that weird. He's either got a really pissed-off look on his face or a weird smile. There's never a middle ground with that guy. And then Douche Jill Derone. Yeah, I'm a trustworthy guy. You Ooh, know that. You're asexual. You can't even pick a side of the fence. What does that have to do with being trustworthy? You know I won't steal your girlfriend you, if you had one. You couldn't make a decision. You'll waver either way. And Tommy Bateman, are you kidding? I trust Tommy. No, he holds so many secrets over everybody. Yeah, they're secrets. Until we dis- until we piss you off enough. Well, then you shouldn't be doing whatever you're doing to make exactly. you angry. Exactly, blackmail. You know who I trust the I'm most? I'm white. What? Oh. Chunks. <laughs> He's too stupid to sell you out. Mm. Or is that part of the bit? I've heard some things I wasn't supposed to know from him. Oh. He'll sell anybody up the river. Uh, you trust any of the managers? Catherine. Like management? I never trust management. You can't. Don't be stupid, Tommy. She's the, she's one of the best program directors we've had. The if, best. If not the best, still wouldn't trust her. She's a manager. If, and Jack Jeff Wagstaff, amazing. This is no way to live a life. Not trusting anyone. Speaking of Wagstaff, uh, beer fest, great. I cannot, <laughs> I cannot wait for this weekend in beer fest. Uh, NBA City brought some food up tonight. They did, it was man. That great. was good. I love NBA City. You know, I'm a big fan of the NBA anyway. And everybody remember beer fest this weekend. Well, well, Stedman and Cabin Boy are broadcasting live tomorrow, and the Monsters got their acoustic gig tomorrow night. So mm-hmm. you got to get out the beer fest. Don't be a dummy. Go out there and have fun. Will you uh, pick me up for that, Hefe? We're going to be in New York. And I wouldn't pick you up for anything except to throw you off the roof. That's how I'm going to pick you up. Angel? <laughs> All right, let's take a break. So, <coughs> so what do we learn? We don't trust anybody? I guess not. We don't even trust each other. Here's the whole thing. You and I sleeping in the same room all weekend in New York. Me, one eye open. Brown. Take a break. We come back. Mark St. Amont, Fantasy Football. You got any questions about your team, light it up. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Hefe and Dubs on a uh, Friday night. Time for some fantasy football, Dubs. Um, you and I, Real Radio, uh, or actually uh, realradio.fm is the mm-hmm. uh, the webpage. And on there we have our Hideout Fantasy Football League. Monday when we were doing the live broadcast from Buffalo Wild Wings, Tommy Bateman had to pay off two stunts for losing, two stunts out of the Helmet of Pain. Helmet of Pain. And Drunky the Bear also had to eat the uh, pepper spray buffalo chips. And when uh, Chunks gets back, he's going to have to pay off his one from last weekend. Now, that son of a bitch. I kept telling him, hey, for the open door on Friday, you're going to have to do your uh, your Helmet of Pain stunt. And he's like, oh, yeah, we'll do it on Friday. We'll do it on Friday. <laughs> Suckered me. You know what? I can't trust nope, him. Nope, you can't trust Chunks either. He was telling me about it, but I didn't sell him out because he's my friend. He what? was laughing about it. It actually was pretty funny. Damn you. 
right, uh, joining us in the hideout right now from uh, ESPN Classic, from Committed Confessions of a Fantasy Football Junkie, and from the sportsrag.com. Mr. Mark St. Amant. And since I was such a big fan of Mark St. Amant's uh, committed book, I'm going to be reading another football book this weekend, not by Mark St. Amant, but uh, Fourth and Fixed, about uh, getting a, uh, a football season fixed in the NFL. Oh, right on. Hey, Mark, what's up, buddy? Hey, gentlemen, how you doing? Outstanding. How are you? Good, doing all right. Fighting a, fighting a little bronchitis. This is like, I don't know why I don't live in Florida. It gets cold up here, I get sick, I start sounding like... Demi Moore. Uh, um, <laughs> well, turn me on. Actually, Tommy's getting <laughs> sick too. We're actually headed up to New York City. Is it cold up there right now in the it's, area? It's in the. It's like in the 40s, I Oof. think. Oh, I'm actually down in big. Philly right now. Um, I'm sorry. Uh, contrary to popular belief, I'm not down here to to just lob bags of burning dog feces at Terrell Owens' house. Right. I'm just down visiting friends, but I will do that if given the chance. So. Uh, I know. Yeah. Oh, you had him on your cr- team. Yeah. I did, but you know what? I, I'm going to say it here again. I've said it a couple times. Like, I have the, the weirdest, weirdest feeling that he's going to play again this year. I know Me the too. Odds are, the odds are absolutely astronomical, but something weird is happening. Well, here. he's got the Players Association on his side right now, which is good. That'll help yeah. him out. Yeah, and that's unlike Keyshawn. You know, Keyshawn was just like, all right, well, pay me, I'll sit home and play PlayStation, whatever. But T.O., like, he, he's he's contesting it. He wants to play. And yeah, he's a, he loves football. He like yeah. he loves his job. So. And it was just a mess, just a big mess. But you know, T.O. owners do not drop him yet until the until the absolute last. And he's been dropped in a lot of leagues. So if you're in the league and you have a roster spot, you know what? It's worth picking T.O. up just to see what happens until uh, yeah. November 18th. So. All right, uh, let's go uh, uh, fantasy football. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. Mark Saint Amant in the hideout of Road Radio one zero four point. Now Randy Moss has been banged up for like what four weeks right now, and uh, he's still banged up, but he's going to play. Well, how does he look though? Um, you know what? He's he, uh, apparently he keeps going, making it through practice, but it's the same thing every week. It's like, all right, he he, he looked pretty good. He's uh, he was a little limited, looked pretty good. He's going to play, but. You know, I, first of all, I'm done recommending Doug Gabriel. I've 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 been screwed on him the last couple. Yeah, of weeks. thanks for that, ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but but I but I gave some some people out there. I hope they listened about Greg Jones, and I hope they listened about Sam Gato because I, I I gave those two guys. So, but uh, Doug Gabriel, yeah, I'm done with him. Um, yeah, Moss is the same thing. Apparently, he's supposed to play again, but but who knows? It could be limited. You know, one catch for one touchdown last week. Yeah, I, w- I was so worried about that because I started him last week and. Uh, I was watching at the end of the game, and finally he caught a pass and it was for a touchdown, so at least he got me something. Yeah, he, I, I was playing against him, and he got that one last catch. So all right, how about this? So Doug Gabriel, uh, F him. I got Reggie Brown from uh, from Philly. Should yep. I throw him in instead since Terrell's not there? Yeah, I, I think, well, uh, who else do you have? Well, let's see. Here are my right, wide receivers. Harrison staying in. Kevin Curtis has been money for me, so i got to keep him. <laughs> Right, he's he's sounding bad, yeah, man. Mark dying there. So Doug Gabriel, Algie Crumpler, those are two guys. I got Derek Mason, David Givens, Michael Clayton, and Reggie Brown. Yeah, I mean it's it's kind of tough because unfortunately they're they're getting him and Greg Lewis are getting another you know taste of life without To, and this time it's against another good secondary, the the Cowboys. So. Um, but you know what, L.J. Smith looks like he's he's. I haven't seen the latest, absolute latest, um, as of this, this afternoon. But apparently, L.J. Smith is going to be doubtful. Um, so I think there's there are going to be a lot of balls to go around. I mean, don't forget this. Yeah. This is an offense that throws like you know 45 times a game. So yeah, he racked up 17 points last week in our yeah, league. Yeah, so. I, I think he's he's worth throwing in there. All right, I'm, instead of that Doug Gabriel last, because he yeah, has, no, he, screw Gabriel. And I, you know, and I'm <laughs> I'm worried because. 
I got no LT going this weekend, no Carson Palmer going this weekend, so I got a good, decent backup in Hasselback. Yep. But running back-wise, I don't know what to do. I got Steven Jackson, which I'm fine with, yep. but Corey Dillon is questionable, and Thomas Jones is questionable. Yeah, do they're I, both, both banged up. Do I go with Dillon? Yeah, I'd go with Dillon. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, D- Dillon sounds like he, he, he got it through, I mean, even though you know the Pats got their asses handed to them. Um, he 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 gutted through. He was not supposed to play at all. I mean, he's, he's you know. Do you have a sleeper hey, running back that you want to let me know about? Well, I mean, again, again, I'll say Greg Jones because Fred Fred Taylor's out. Granted, it's against Baltimore, but Ray Lewis is out again. So yeah, the, um, everybody actually actually the uh, the Baltimore run defense has been pretty weak. Yeah, they're they're uh, the, the the Ravens defense is getting dropped in leagues all over the place. Again, um, Sam uh, Sam Congato is getting the start against the Falcons, who aren't stopping anyone on the ground. He's uh, he's a real deep, you know, deep sleeper there. He's you know he, before last week he was even deeper, but but he kind of got shot on the people's radar um, last week. Trying to other running backs. Uh, <laughs> um, trying to think. Trying All right, it's so a Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Yeah. Uh, talking to a Mark Sinemont. Fancy football time as usual in the Hideout on a uh, on a Friday night, and of course it's big for us because we have the Hideout Fancy Football League, and whoever loses. Uh, has to do the helmet of pain stunt, and I'm looking at who's out there, and there's nobody out there. It's gonna be better than Dylan. I just don't want Dylan not playing and getting me a goose egg. Yeah, yeah, and and this here's I'm gonna throw out a name that isn't necessarily for this week, but if you have a roster spot, you need you might need some running back help down down the line. Keep an eye uh, keep an eye on Cedric Houston in uh, New York for the Jets. You know Curtis is not getting any younger. He's this kid's apparently wowing them at practice. He's he got a. They get a touchdown in their last game before the bye, and he, he he's he's apparently really running with a lot of power. He's a guy to keep an eye on. Did you yeah, say not, Gato? Did you say Gato's one? Well, Gato, Gato's one definitely for this week. He was one before. Um, I actually read, recommended him uh, before last week, and he kind of kind of got under people's radar with his. Um, he he didn't his his yards for for uh, uh, carry wasn't that great because he had like 25 rushes for 60 something yards, but he ran with some power. He got the goal line carry. Um, Gato's he's playing the Falcons and uh, he's going to get the start. It sounds like so he's, he could be a guy to throw in there. But no, Cedric Houston is a guy for uh, you know re- I mean, we're talking really 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 deep. Okay. Now uh, you just mentioned the Jets and uh, there was a story out yesterday of uh, the Jets signed uh, a guy who hasn't played football since eighth grade. Uh, yep. A uh, basketball player, right? And uh, it, it, do you see that happening uh, more and more as time goes on with uh, with the uh, the uh, success that uh, Antonio Gates had yeah, with the tight end uh, basketball that. players? Yeah, I mean, and 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 people uh, point to Gates, but they also forget, you know, um, uh, Tony Gonzalez, Tony Gonzalez. Really, really started yep. that trend. Um, <laughs> and uh, no, but I think you're going to see see uh, teams taking a, a few more chances like that just because they've they've seen that that. You know the skill set definitely applies, um, and as long as someone's athletic and and yeah, because there's a lot of those big basketball players out there who can uh, last on the tight end position, but still you know be a good uh, receiver. Right. Yeah. Sure. Sure. No. It, no doubt. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, uh, guys haven't played since eighth grade. Who knows? But yeah. But uh, they figure you know at the Doug Jolly trade probably is looking really bad about now. Um, so they I think they're they're going to plan uh, plan Q. So. I yeah. hope that uh, this Greg Jones was a good choice because I just picked him up. So if Hefe, if you're interested, it's gonna uh, cost you. <laughs> Damn you, yeah, Putin. 
Is Hefe the, uh, the tailor owner? You know, I I just I, I gotta have a, I gotta have a running back. I don't need a goose egg this weekend. Yeah, Putin, you got a question, Mark Sanamont? Yeah, I was just curious. Earlier, you said you had a strange feeling Terrell Owens would be coming back this season. Yep. Do you, uh Please tell me you have something like that for Priest Holmes. <laughs> um, no, not a chance for Priest. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know it's too bad. And it's funny now that. But before, when they first announced it, it was all like, "Oh, it's all health related." But now that there's all these stories leaking out that he's he and Vermeil don't get along. He's he would have been more inclined to play through the injury had Vermeil not been the coach and et cetera. So who knows? But now Priest is. It, it's so funny. Coming back. It's so funny. Two weeks ago, every uh, sports show had the whole uh, Priest Holmes uh, Johnson um, like uh, whole. Uh, thing going where they're getting along so good with yeah, the buddies. coach and everything and everybody was really happy with the two uh uh running back set and everything and now it's coming out that uh it's it wasn't that happy go lucky as everybody was uh thinking yeah no that that's that's been a weird situation from the start because if you know if you remember uh johnson and vermeil didn't get along and vermeil yeah know, made, made the diaper comment and all that stuff and and johnson was disgruntled and then you know, he picked up the slack at the end of last year. So no, it, it's it does not sound like it was a rosy situation. And and by all accounts, Priest is is a really stand up guy. And and but you know, you just never know what's going to happen in a, a locker room like that. But but no, Priest Priest ain't coming back, unfortunately. But uh, not for, Larry Johnson owners are rejoicing. Mm-hmm. But That's not me. No. Another another receiver to keep an eye on down the road is um, Drew Bennett will be coming back in Tennessee. And you know, they, they've been using. I think local high school kids um, <laughs> up until this point, but uh, Bennett—he's got the the pin out of his finger, you know, and, and he tore it up down the stretch last year. He's got some other injuries that he'll need to play through, but he's he's a guy to keep an eye on if you're really, really, really in need of of uh, receiver. No, I just picked him up. Second half. Well, there you go. Now, do you think uh, with uh, the receivers coming back in Detroit uh, with uh, with Garcia there, there's going to be more They'll passing? They'll still lose. Yeah. Well, I mean, do you think there's going to be more uh, more long term long uh, field passing out there, or is um, it going to be still I, bleak? Not with Harrington. I mean, and, and uh, Garcia is uh, back this week, isn't he? Or is uh, Harrington no, still starting? No, I, I think Harrington is still getting the start. Um, <laughs> last I heard, anyway. Again, I haven't been in front of my computer between like you know this afternoon and now, but. Um, last I heard, Harrington was was getting the start again because Garcia wasn't quite ready. But uh, you know what? It, it's 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 just become sort of sadly obvious that Harrington's not cut out to uh, to, to be an NFL quarterback. Unfortunately, um, I think it's more of uh, not the Lions' quarterback. I think he can go on to maybe a uh, uh, Arizona or something like that and be better. But yeah, no, he's 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 got skill. It's just I mean their their line isn't really giving. I mean they no. they really couldn't give anybody any time to pass. Is Holt now someone like Harrington who's got real happy feet? And, is know. Torrey Holt gonna play? It sounds like he is. You know I've I'm a Holt owner and I've heard conflicting reports. Um, uh, something on the, on the, the I guess the Post Dispatch uh, website today said that that Holt sort of intimated that he had a tear. Um, of, but not of the ACL, just of the PCL, which is apparently you know easier to play through. And but then then you read another account that says, "Oh, he's fine, and he's he's practiced all week." My, my gut says they they wouldn't have him practicing all week and saying he looks great if he's got a, a torn knee ligament. Apparently they say, "All right, you know we're going to re- reevaluate Saturday night." But all, from all accounts, he's going to play. And it sounds like, and this is sort of a Kevin Curtis owner alert. It sounds like I um, I saw a little, little ticker ESPN ticker tonight that uh. Sounds like Ike, Ike Bruce might play too. So. Oh Jesus! Um, I don't need that. Kevin Curtis yeah. is my big guy. Yeah. So I think uh, Curtis's days are numbered. Um, 
But that's not to say, though, that he, he couldn't play a little, you know, kind of a Brandon Stokely role down there. So I wouldn't And definitely... he's, he's built up a relationship out there where he uh, he's used to getting the balls and they're used to throwing to him. So exactly. it might work out well. Exactly. All right, we, we got a break. Hey, uh, thank you, Mark St. Amant, Fantasy Football, uh, thesportsrag.com, Committed, Confessions of a Fantasy Football Junkie, and, of course, ESPN Classic. We'll talk to you next week, my yep, friend. As always, great time, guys. Thanks. All right, there he is. And get better. It's our boy Mark St. Amont. Dubs, you love fantasy football. I love fantasy. I love football overall. I'm, uh... Anything I've, football. I've resided to the fact that I'm stunting this next time. Without uh, LT, I, I would say it's not looking as good for you. Without LT, Kevin Curtis isn't going to pull as many points. Oh, man, it's over. Who would you start, Bloodsoe or Peyton? Peyton. Who's Indy playing? Indy is playing... Houston. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm just afraid they're going to put him in for like two quarters and then just pull him out. And the Cowboys are playing Philly. Yeah, I'd go, yeah. And if if they only did put him in for two quarters and that meant that he's racked up that many touchdowns in two quarters, you got to be happy with that. Yeah, but he likes to screw with me (laughs) for some reason. Now, what about uh, Deuce Staley? Is he going to do well this, this week? You ass. That's what? the guy I wanted to pick up. Well, you should have picked him up. <laughs> I almost picked him up the other day, too, but I was like, eh, maybe I'll hold out. Maybe Dylan will get better. You want Greg Jones? Shut up. Why are you going over there picking up two people back to back? He, do you want him? I'll trade him. No, I'm not going to trade him. I'll do it for uh, LT. Shut the hell up. I'm going to punch you in your throat for that during the commercial break. <laughs> right, let's take a break, Dubs. Come back. We have a lot of... Do you want to you hear what Lost? What's going yes. on with Lost? Yes. Uh, this last uh, Thursday on Lost. Wednesday. Um, yeah, Wednesday, I'm sorry. I get confused with my Thursday and Wednesday shows. Uh, Walt, uh, the little boy on Lost, he was taken by the others earlier in the season or uh, late last season, and he's been showing up almost as like a ghost figure talking backwards, and uh, we've got the audio reversed to hear what he says. I haven't heard what he said yet. All right, you know, let's take a break and come back. And speaking of Lost, this will tie in. You said you're afraid of flying this weekend because we're going up to New York City. I, I've got a little anxiety and it hasn't uh, hit is it, me. Is it because of the show? I don't think so because I, I've watched the show and flown since watching the show. So I don't think it's the show, but it might have something to do with it. All right, let's take a break and come back. It's the hideout. We're all ready. For those of you fans of the uh, show Lost, you'll find out what the little kids have been saying. I don't know if that's a spoiler or not. You really want to know, though, don't you? Yeah, I want to know. Well, I don't think it's a spoiler, because uh, why would they throw it out there if it was a spoiler? They didn't do it. I did it. I got the audio. Well, I reversed They threw it out there reverse. They knew people were going to do it. It's a hideout rural radio 104.1. Shut up. What? I can't talk at all? If he talks, he's going to get us all killed. By what? Them? I thought they lived the day back that way. How about you shut your mouth and get your buddy over here moving? What happened to you people? You want us to take you back with us? Fine. But you want me to keep quiet? Then you need to tell me why I have to. They came the first night that we got here. They took three of us. Nothing happened for two weeks. Then they came back and took nine more. They're smart. And they're animals. And they could be anywhere at any time. Now we're moving through the jungle. Their jungle. Just so that you could save your little hit friend over here. 
And if you think that one gun and one bullet is going to stop them, think again. So shut your mouth. Keep moving. They took my son. They took a lot of things. Dubs' new obsession. Dubs and Tommy all over this yeah. show lost. It's the Hideout Real Radio 104.1 Hefe Dubs on a Friday night. If you haven't gotten into Lost yet, I, I would tell you guys to go pick up Season 1 on DVD. Once you pop in that first episode, you can't stop watching it. Right. It, it, you go all the way through it, and uh, I, I would say about 18 hours worth of uh, of uh, show, you'll get through it in about 20. You'll take two hours to take a nap, and you'll finish it off. So is that the the dad that was in there, the dad yeah. of Walt, the little kid who's appearing everywhere? Yeah, that was his dad. And if, uh, if you aren't familiar with the show and you're familiar with Oz... Uh, the dad, the same guy that on Oz was in the wheelchair. Oz is a badass show. Mm-hmm. It's great. So you guys, you and Tommy, this is like this is the, probably the biggest show on television right now, isn't it? I think it's uh, definitely up there. I don't know if it's uh, if uh, it beats CSI. And all What's that stuff. the fascination of it? Because I think a lot of people tuned in at first. I know I did because of the plane crash scene. Mm-hmm. And watching the plane rip apart. What, the great thing about this show is uh, when it started, you didn't really know uh, it was going to be as weird as it is. Like, they showed the plane crash and everything and these people being on a deserted island. Right. You didn't know the island was all crazy. I've, I've never seen one second of this show before, but that clip alone, it sounded pretty interesting. Oh, it's great. You have season one? Yeah. Can I borrow it? Yeah, definitely. I got Actually, uh, Hefe's borrowing it right now, but after Hefe's done with it, you can borrow it. Thank you. All right, you know what? Let's uh, all right, let's play the little kid talking backwards. See, I uh, I had no idea what I kept on rewinding my tape because uh, we're on the air when it's on, so I tape it and I kept on rewinding it, and I couldn't figure out what he was saying. And I figured out it was backwards. All right, play him talking backwards again. You got any guesses? I have no idea. I'll give you a prize. I I really I I have no idea. What do you want to know what Tommy? Do you know what it is? Yeah, I accidentally read it a minute ago on the. Uh, oh, you're the, a jerk. On the message boards, I was uh, was just part of a long article, and then they said what Walt said was. Right, that does sound creepy. When it's a little kid talking backwards, mm-hmm. and he's all wet, yeah, he's all wet, dripping wet, and everything. It, it doesn't even look what like water. Watching? It doesn't even look like water. It looks like some kind of like uh, slime or something yeah. all over him. Like a thick baby oil. Placenta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, here's what he says, J Dubs. Here's what little Walt's saying. Are you ready for mm-hmm. this? This isn't gonna ruin anything, is it, Tommy? For people who watch this show? No. All right, here's what he's saying. What did he say? They're coming and they're close. Ah. Does that help you at all? Does that uh, mean I think anything? It, it, it means something for that last episode. Yeah. Because be- uh, they, uh, the other uh, people on the other side of the island are coming over to where the rest of the people are. And uh, th- they, they heard all this whispering and everything, which means the others are around. And they were only probably like a half a day away from everybody else. I dubs, if you're stuck in an island mm-hmm. and you have whatever these creatures are, whatever's going on, chasing you. All right, let me tell you a little bit about this island. Right when they get on the island, they see like all these trees and everything disappearing in the middle of the island. There's polar bears on the island. What? Yeah. Stupid. 
Hang on, so this show's like science fiction then? No, yeah. it's real. Well, no, 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 I thought it was like supposed to be like a reality-based show. No, there's a, there's a lot of science fiction. There's, uh, there's a hatch on the island where there's some Richard? Kind of, I thought that was no. the first season of Survivor. No, there's this hatch where... You want it, right? <laughs> Don't ruin the show for me, Dubs. Well, it is a manhole where you can go into, so it is kind of <laughs> like Richard Hatch. Uh, <laughs> and in this hatch, uh, there was a bunch of food, and there was uh, this guy down there who has to hit a button every 108 minutes or something will happen. They've never had the balls to let it, the time go out. Something with uh, some like magnetic electric force or something will end the world if this button isn't hit every 108 minutes. I'd press it at 107.45 every time. That's what they usually do for some reason. They let it get down real low. You always hear it beeping. Can you imagine if your life was nothing but a big countdown like that? That's what was driving the one guy nuts before, because he's there alone, and he had no one like to do it in shifts. Did he have an alarm? Did they have an alarm or anything? Uh, yeah, like it, like he had a record player. You know started. what though? That's too much pressure for one person. I just let the world end. Yeah, definitely. After a while. What I mean, I think I, I think I could hold up for like a month or two. But that guy was there alone for years. All right, Dubs, you're afraid to fly this weekend because we're going up to New York City. You know, it's not a fear of flying. It's got high anxiety about it and a bad feeling. Hefe, you might want to ride on a different plane. Damn. You I'm have, sorry. You got a bad feeling? Well, every time I'm I'm uh, tuning on the TV, there's something about plane crashes. Dubs isn't telling you, but he's seeing a little wet black kid talking backwards to him. Well, that's the usually well, in that's, a Walmart bathroom. And that's uh, usually number one. The hell? Hmm. I, we had enough. You didn't have to take Shock it. Shock job. What are you, O'Reilly? Now? I guess so. Attack him. Four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. So what's this anxiety? What's this fear of something going wrong? I don't know. It's just like uh, you know, like a it, like the first few times I used to fly, I used to have this, you know, just worry. Should I be worried? I don't think so. It's just me. You gonna get drunk? We're flying pretty early. Yeah, so why not? I say we just drink tonight and stay drunk all the way through tomorrow <laughs> afternoon and get to LaGuardia. Loosen you up a little. By the way, I got yeah. an email, Dubs, um, from Alan Linewand. Oh, really? Right. Our external manager at w- WJFK now works up at K-Rock in New York and wants to get together. Nice. You down with that? Yeah, we'll uh, meet up with them. What days do you want to meet up? I don't know. I'll call them. Now, maybe it's because you're getting that Bucks tattoo that you have that bad feeling. The bad feeling is going to be on your left cheek, well, on your ass. The bad feeling about that is the ride home. I am not looking forward to the ride home with a tattoo on my ass. Oh, that's probably what it is. Don't sit there and scare me like something awful is going to happen to us. You never know. What? Why would you say that? Hey, let roll me, the dice. Let me ask you something. If something happens to us, mm-hmm. and of course we don't want anything to happen, and who knows, we can't tell the future. Are you ready? In Michael your, can. Are you ready in your life right now? If you died like this weekend, where you'd be yeah. okay with it? Yeah, I'm not too worried. Would you guys like kiss or something before? How about well, here's that? the funny thing. We uh we were on a plane ride before, and when we were coming down, uh, <laughs> it looked way too low. It looked like he was coming. <laughs> yeah. We thought we were gonna die. So we were hugging. Yeah, this is, and you were telling the pilot what to do. Yeah, pull up, pull dude. Up. <laughs> pull up. And everybody around us seemed to be calm, but for some reason we were not happy with Dude, the way he was landing. We are sissy fruits. <laughs> I mean, seriously. I hope you have the same pilot. 
Different airline this time. Yeah, that airline went bankrupt. He could have transferred. Did it? Yeah. Oops. Wow. Yeah. All right, let's take a break, Dub. Speaking of television, The Simpsons, mm-hmm. they're in the Middle East now. And they're switching up, like, all the storylines, apparently. Yeah, they're doing a lot of different things to uh, kind of, uh, you know, conform to the differences between America and the Middle East and our standards and uh, what we watch and what is uh, shown on television. And they're doing a lot of different stuff on this new Simpsons version over in the Middle East. All right, let's take a break and come back with that. And whatever else is on your mind, 407-916-1041, Friday night in the hideout with Real Radio 104.1. Coming up, the Hideout Headline Game Show, Drew Curtis from FARC.com. All on Real Radio 104.1 on a Friday night with the Hideout. Again, your phone numbers are 407-916-1041, and Star 1041 on your singular wireless phones. The open door policy starts at 10 tonight, F.A. Heretics are already tailgating. Uh-oh. <laughs> Bad news. Um, so the Simpsons, the Simpsons are being exported to the Middle East. Uh, I guess it's an Arab satellite network, MBC, is bringing it to the, uh, to the uh, Arab world and calling it Al Shamshun. Yeah, they, there's uh, going to be some changes in the show. With Omar instead of Homer. Mm-hmm. Uh... Badar instead of Bart, and they're they're hoping to get the younger kids, and they're also going to change some of the characters from American Arab, and they're going to be removing references to thing of uh, things like bacon and beer. Yeah, they uh, they're gonna and they're absolutely pulling all of uh, Moe's Tavern out of it as well. If they're pulling the the bacon and beer, what is uh, Omar going to be doing in the show? That is going to be odd. Hot dogs would be Egyptian beef sausages. Yeah, the donuts are going to be. And I, I don't know if we can say what they're going to be changed to. They're, uh, it, like, <laughs> You're right. I don't think we can say that. Uh, it sounds like a nasty word over here, so I don't think we can say it. But it's a, uh, it's an Arab cookie, very popular over there, that they're changing it to. Cack. Yeah. Close enough. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Um, it's a cookie, an Arab cookie. What? Mm-hmm. All right, Matt Albert says, is it going to be the Simpsons Treehouse of Zionist pig horrors? <laughs> Except Apu's going to be called Bill, and he's from Kansas. Oh, that's true. Also, uh, the dog Santa's little helper is going to be Muhammad's little helper. So, we're going to change that around. And Bart Simpson is going to now say, don't have a jihad man, instead of don't have a cow man. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. Y- you think that uh, Apu's going to work in uh, Burns' place, they'll switch? Instead of working at the Quickie Mart, he's going to be in charge of the he's power Indian. plant? Yeah, he's Indian. Come on. And it's not going to be a power plant anymore. It's going to be a nuclear weapons uh, uh, plant. 407 there's going to be some uh, major changes. Uh, it seems like the only thing they're keeping here is uh, Omar, who is Homer, is still going to be saying dope. Oh, is he keeping the same tagline? Yeah, they're going to keep the same dope tagline. All right, so do you think like Maggie's already going to have a husband picked out for her and I'm, everything? I'm sure she's going to have an arranged marriage already set up for her at her young age. 
And uh, I, I'm guessing, instead of uh, Lisa being a very smart girl, she's going to be a girl that's always denied reading. And uh, right, How do you think that this would do, the Al Shamunshan, the uh, the Arab version of The Simpsons over there? You think it'll do okay? I think it'll do fine because of the changes they're making. Uh, without the changes, I think there would be a, a tough time. Uh, the Flanders family uh, gets stoned to death for their Christian, Christian beliefs. Christian beliefs. All right, Giant Brian says it's going to be Moe's Mosque. <laughs> That's how it's changing. And Matt Albert insists the evil millionaire, C. Montgomery Burns, will be called Murray Goldstein. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be the it's, arch villain. It's in the Middle East. What do you want? The Simpsons are getting exported. Does it say anything about Millhouse? Nothing about Millhouse in here. I don't know if they're going to keep... Uh, I, I guess that character's pretty safe. But Krusty the Clown... On a show, they're going to be doing beheadings instead of uh, the silly stuff he usually does on a show. And he's going to be called Krusty uh, Ben Clowden. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I Can you imagine if they exported like Arab shows over here? Would Americans even watch it, do you think? I think we would watch it out of uh, curiosity. I don't know how long it would be upheld. Would it last? I mean, they got 17 Simpsons. Could you imagine going back and changing all these storylines? There will be entire episodes of uh, Homer being drunk. They're going to wipe out. I'm sorry, Omar, that just they'll never see over there. Mm -hmm. Are they keeping the audio so the dough will be the exact same? Or is the other guy, whoever does the voice, is he doing it over there? That'd be funny. I think it'd be funnier if they changed it up. Now I want to get illegal bootlegs of this, of the Arab version of The Simpsons. I guarantee you're going to be able to find it. In the very near future. Uh, itchy and scratchy cartoons that they do on there. Um, instead of itchy and scratchy trying to kill each other all the time, I guess they uh, they team up to blow up financial centers. Oh, come on. You can't label that to everybody. That's not fair. That's just itchy and scratchy. I'm not, uh, I'm not labeling it to everybody. Just those two little animals. All right, fine. Fair enough. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Now, you know my, my least favorite character on there is that comic book guy. Yeah. Like, he... The, <laughs> Worst episode ever. Just the biggest nerd dork slash Putin, what Putin's going to be if he continues to eat the way he's eating. Oh, what? Like, I didn't see you give me the finger. He's scratching your eye. Like we're in the ninth grade and I'm the substitute teacher. But do you think that the uh, comic book guy is going to be selling, like, anti-American propaganda instead of comics? I can see that happening. Kind of like Putin does now. As a side hustle. Another catchphrase that they're gonna they're gonna change is instead of uh, Bart saying "I caramba," he's gonna say "I carana." I can't imagine they'd say that. They're taking out any references. No, well, he's he's throwing praise out there. I'm wondering if they're gonna write out the uh, the twin sisters too, because they're two smokers. Yeah. Oh, I know. And then one of them kind of closeted. Well, I, I think they are. I think that's. Uh, remember what they came out? Uh, they had a big coming out uh, show of one of the uh, characters, and I think it was uh, them. They. Uh, yeah, didn't uh, Homer marry them off? Mm-hmm. They're sisters too, aren't they? You know, I haven't watched they, the they Simpsons. They didn't marry each other. I haven't watched the Simpsons in years. Is it still relevant? Uh yeah. I mean, it's still a big show out there. People are still huge fans, and they've got probably one of the biggest fan bases of any show ever. What's better, Simpsons or South Park? I would t- I'd pick South Park over it any day of the week. I'd think- pick uh, Drawn Together over both of them. 
Yeah, I heard that's really good. Well, yeah. Family Guy is better than any of them. Mm. Drawn together, I'd pick over. I don't all think them. Family Guy is better than the South Park. It's a funny show. It, t- to me, the only problem with Family Guy is it tries so hard every episode, and usually it's it's really funny. It succeeds. But I think it almost it's almost too hard. You know what I mean? It's like constant. It's a constant shtick. <laughs> Just like thirty, like twenty-two minutes of constant shtick, and it really sometimes it's annoying. And it's like, and it's got the, such the quick flashback forth. Yeah. Everything is a flashback to mm. something. Like, you know the formula every episode of what it's going to be. And it's flashbacks and songs. And I don't put up with that in, like, real action television. Why would I in a cartoon? Don't get me wrong, it's a funny cartoon. But uh, it's never caught me the way these other ones have. I loved it in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But then when I figured out the formula of, okay, Peter's going to flashback 17 times this episode. But to where is the question? Where does Beavis and Butthead fall in in all these? Are they at the total bottom? No, they're the best. You think they're better than all of them? I think the one thing working against Beavis and Butthead was the music video. Oh, the music videos were the best part about it. The commentary was good, but as far as watching it, that was the best part because they'd be doing kind of a mystery science theater thing with these bad music videos. Yeah, absolutely. All right, here we go. South Park, Beavis and Butthead, Simpsons Family Guy. Does that work for you? That's, I think that works for me. What do you think, douche Joe? I just think you can't put Beavis and Butthead over Simpsons. I mean, how many seasons did Beavis and Butthead even last? He got bored with it. He could have kept on going with that thing. You think uh, MTV would have stopped them from... Uh... He went on to he went on to King of the Hill. He, w- he went mainstream. That's what happened. He went to King of the Hill. He went to Office Space. Yeah, Mike Judge. Making, uh, making movies. That's what happened. They had a huge movie out of uh, Beavis and Butthead. I saw that thing like three times in the movie theater. Mm-hmm. All right, here's where the big question is. Would you go see a Family Guy movie? Me? No. I wouldn't make an appointment to see it, but I would watch it probably. Did they make a Simpsons movie? Uh, they've been talking about it. I don't know. I don't South think... Park movie was great, too. Yeah, the South... that's why I think. That's South... a good movie. It was a really, really good movie. The funny thing about South Park is they, they, they try to you know tackle really, real issues, real political things, and you know make very light of them and make them very funny. It's intelligent entertainment is what it is. Mm-hmm. And they're pretty up to speed. It's whatever they're talking about is going on in the news. Here's, mm-hmm. what, here's what, to me, here's what, here's what Family Guy is to me. Just a bunch of pop culture references. Which are funny. Can be, but uh, it's but good. I don't know how smart the show is. Maybe I haven't watched it enough. Yeah, I, but then I, the FCC episode, I'm thinking, all right, this is great, this is good. And that's what I think I found in that show, just flashes of brilliance, but it doesn't hold up for like a whole episode. Right. I right, hold on a second. All right, SFG says, what about Futurama? They had an alcoholic uh, robot named Bender, for Christ's sake. I liked Futurama. I never really got to watch it a whole lot. I'm, I'm sure I would like it. Steve in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What do you got, dude? Steve. Hey, Steve, are you there? One, two, three, beat it. He said he got the movie for Family Guy. And it was a Family Guy movie. Is there a Family Guy movie, Putin? Yep. How is it? Uh, I hear it's pretty good. Are you talking about the Stewie thing? It. Is it, was it released in theaters or no? No, it's just like an uncut DVD. It's not a movie. Oh, yeah, I'm talking about theatrical release. Okay, thank you, Putin. He's our family guy expert, I think. 
I don't really know why, but he seems like he'd be the Family Guy expert. Yeah, I don't think Futurama even goes in there. An American no. Dad, please. No, thank you. I, I liked American Dad. I only saw the one they played after the Super Bowl, and I really liked it. But, uh, I, you know, that was another one that couldn't grab me long enough to uh, make me want to come back and keep on watching. The problem with that is that we're living that right now, so it's not funny to me. It's mm-hmm. a conservative thing. And that's made by the same guy who does Family Guy. Yeah, Hardcore Paul from Winter Park in the hideout. What's up, brother? Hey, it's, uh, it's going pretty good. Yo, um, Putin just mentioned that there is a Family Guy movie, and that's pretty much what I was going to say, but if you haven't seen that already, it's a really good movie. Is it an actual so, movie movie? Yeah, it's a full-length movie. All right, maybe i got to get a, give it a try then. What is it called? It's called Stewie Griffin, The Untold Story. All right, it's about Stewie it's pretty then? pretty much about the baby, yeah. All right, thank you, man. Steven Orlando, you're in the hideout. <laughs> All right. Second time. Steve, you get no more chances. All right, Matt Steve's Albert, banned. Matt Albert says he's seen it. It's basically an hour and a half long episode of Family Guy. Well, which basically all these uh, cartoon movies are. All right, let's take a break and come back. Uh, 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041. Hideout. Uh, Drew Curtis from Fark.com coming up uh, also uh, during the 9 o'clock hour of the show. So Hideout Row Radio, 104.1. <laughs> Friday night in the hideout. Real Radio 104.1. 407-916-1041. 888-978-1041. And Star 104.1 if you have a singular wireless phone. Coming up, we're going to talk to Drew Curtis from FARC.com. FARC is a uh, kind of a news website where they have some jokes to go with the stories that they put up there. And uh, they have all the big national stories and all the uh, weird stories from around the nation and the world. And it's a uh, it's a very entertaining site and uh, informative if you want to you know get your news for the day. They had a lot of stuff on there too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of side action going on there as well. Right. Absolutely. Uh, Dubs. One of the things I found on there. Did you have a cat when you were growing up? Um, I, I didn't have one until like uh, probably 15 or 16. We had one in our house. Before that, all we had were dogs. What kind of dogs you have? Um, we had a lab for a while and uh, a Sharpay. Hmm. Now, are you planning on having children? I'm not against it, but I'm not planning on it by any stretch of the imagination. Would it be welcome if your chick got pregnant? Welcome? Hmm. Tolerable? Yeah. You wouldn't mind? I wouldn't mind. But I'm, I'm not, like, looking for that. Now, if you had to choose... Between your cat and your upcoming baby, what would you choose? At this point, I have to choose what I know my cat. Okay, but even the thought of you're going to have a child, you wouldn't, if you had to, you wouldn't get rid of the, uh, you know. No, no, Sadie's a part of the family already. So you'd have Sadie forever then? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, well, I'm reading, and there's a guy out here who said, is a doctor, mm-hmm. Dr. Tolley, Tory, I mean, that apparently um, there's a link between schizophrenics and cats. Really? And that the majority of schizophrenics had cats when they were very young or the mothers had cats while pregnant. And that there's some sort of a 
enzyme or something that the cat carries that can be passed along that could eventually lead to schizophrenia. Well, what I know about cats is they can, uh, when you have a baby and a cat together, uh, they can jump on the baby's chest and suck the breath out of them. That's one thing I do know for a fact about cats and babies. Um, but other than that, I didn't know it led to schizophrenia. So, I now propose the question again now that you're armed with this new information. Because it could even happen during pregnancy. If you get your chick pregnant. Other than saying, hey, what are you going to do about this? Would you then allow me to sacrifice Sadie Lou? No. I'll run the risk of having a schizophrenic kid. All right, dude, that's you're selfish. Why? That is so selfish. Is it selfish or is it... Uh, How about this? How about you give the cat to me and I'll take care of it? You're not taking care of my cat. I like to use it as one of those brake things from my car, but you put it underneath the tire so it doesn't roll back. You're not using my cat as a boot. You can use it as a toilet cleaner. Sure he can. How about we let Chunks take care of her? I think they'd be cleaning each other with their tongues, and I really feel uncomfortable about that. No, he wouldn't let her. He would say this cleanliness doesn't feel right. <laughs> and have you Stop th- looking yourself. And when you hear something like this, doesn't it make you think how having a pet is just stupid? Why? It's a stupid concept to have an animal roaming around your house. Why is that stupid? It's just as stupid to be roaming around your own house. There, there's no difference there. Yeah, when you have an animal roaming around your house. Doesn't a dog serve purpose, though? No. It's just so you're not lonely. Go out and meet somebody. No, it keeps bad guys out. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Shut bad the guys. hell up. <laughs> or as you call them, potential lovers. I do not. Debbie, you're or in the brothers. hideout. What's up, hey, Debbie? Hey, hey, you got your information, dude. I'm telling you what I got out of the news. Now, by dude, the news. I saw the same freaking interview. I didn't dude. see any interview. I read it online. I now, read it. I saw an interview on Good Morning America, dude. D- d- hey, dude, dude, but Debbie, let me dude. Tell you, let me tell you how it goes. Quit snapping first, on her, brother. First, when you got a pet, not only do they serve to protect you they're when keeping you know, from being strange lonely. people are coming to the house. No, they're Second, not. if you got a girlfriend and she needs lots of love and you don't want to give her that much attention or love, if she's got a pet, she's going to give all that extra love to that pet and not freaking bother you. That's why I she's said, let keep you, you from being lonely. She's going to let you sleep when you got a hangover and she's going to pet her cat. And she's going to take a little dog for a walk because you're like all, all hungover and don't want to be bothered. You don't need to be day. with her then. Huh? You don't need to be with her then if she's no, that needy. No, 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 you got it wrong. You must be, well, how old are you, 25? 27. <laughs> All right, you wacko, beat it. Why are you being mean to her? Because she keeps telling me I'm wrong. I saw someone interview. I didn't see it on an interview. Well, maybe you are wrong. I read an article. Maybe you are wrong. I'm telling you, cats lead to schizophrenia maybe according not. to a doctor. All I know is they suck the breath out of babies. I thought they crawled into their open mouths and burrowed in. No, I think you're thinking of uh, of uh, of uh, pet hamsters. Hmm. They'll dig into their mouth uh, and live in their chest for a while, feed off what the baby's eating, and then finally chew their way out through the front of the chest. Here's what I'm asking. That's a fact. Here's what I'm asking. Is it now finally time to ban cats? No. I think we start small with, like, frogs or something. 
And then Come we on. I've had a frog. I've had a frog and they're loving. And it really didn't serve any purpose, to be honest. I'm not going to lie to you. How often do you clean your cat's litter box, Doves? Daily. And that's worth... I mean, you don't mind having to do that? No. Dude, it's stupid. You basically have a zoo at your apartment. How's yeah, that a zoo? You have an animal roaming around pooping in your apartment. She poops in a in a uh, controlled area just like we do. It's an animal. We are too. The zoo. Dubs is Hey! <laughs> All right, Deb's back. Hey. I'll be a little bit more calm this time. <laughs> you, what do you want? All right, listen. What happens is the cats go out and they kill birds and mice. Mm -hmm. When they kill birds and mice, they get this little bug in them, and they come back and they go in the litter box, and if you're cleaning out the litter box, you can get this bug. And when they're trying to prove that schizophrenia is not caused by um, heredity, it's caused by a, a virus or a bug, a bacteria. That's in cat litter. All right, so then why even have the cat then? Again, it's stupid. It's moronic. Well, this gentleman who's obviously, like, hated against cats. Uh, he's a, he's a doctor. If he had a kid, he would not give this young child a cat so that the chance wouldn't be taken. But they've only proved it in 50% of the, of the schizophrenic people that they've tested. That's and that you have to have a 200% percentage of people that you tested to be able to prove that that bacteria is what caused that disease. That sounds enough for me. How do you have a 200% of people? I don't know. Listen to her. 200% percent. 200 percentage percent is what she's saying. All I know is one thing. It's barbaric to have a cat running around your place. It's not barbaric. And it's time that you get off of this. No. Why are you so obsessed with my cat? I'm worried about your future children. You should be worried that Sadie may suck the breath out. Or if I get a hamster, it'll live in its esophagus, eat the baby's formula in Gerber food, and then chew its way out. Wait, are you talking about Brian Peppers or a hamster? Hamster. Huh. What Brian Peppers does, it crawls in the other way, lives off everything down there, and then chews its way out. And that's a fact. Come back with Drew Curtis next to Hideout Real Radio. Fark.com, Real Radio 104.1. Alright, welcome back into the Hideout Road Radio 104.1. Hefe and Dubs on a Friday night. Coming up the open door policy. Come on up and hang out in the Clear Channel compound from 10 to 11. And we've got the Hideout Heretic cards uh, in stock for you to pick up. That kind of uh, makes you an official part of the Hideout. It's almost like your, uh, your stock option papers. Right. Or your decoder ring or whatever the hell else you mm. want to call it. Uh, Dubs, joining us in the Hideout right now, a man that's personally responsible for a lot of what we talk about. And I would say the majority of uh, talk shows around the nation. Yeah, everybody goes to FARC. Uh, my, uh, my, my stepbrother turned it on to me a few years back, actually, um, when he was at school at uh, Oklahoma University. And he's like, you got to check this out. FARC.com, F-A-R-K.com. Drew Curtis in the hideout. What's going on, Drew? Hey, not much. Just drinking. You uh, know how it is. Yeah, I hear you're out on the uh, uh, chunks. Our producer said, hey, uh, Drew's going to be out partying on a Friday night when he talks to you. So uh, He might be a little surly. Uh, that's cool, though, man. Thank you so much uh, for joining us and giving uh, giving up a little portion of your Friday night to hang out. 
Oh, hey, no problem at all. I needed to slow down there anyway, so uh, it worked out good. Where are you, where are you based out of? Are you in New York? Or, I mean, I guess uh, the, Kentucky. All right, so the beauty of the Internet is you can be anywhere, and this whole, like, information is blown out of Kentucky, eh? Yeah, pretty much. It's a, it comes as a surprise to practically everybody. Um, Now, here's the thing about FARC. It's huge. It's like it's one of the biggest, at least, informational sites for those of us in radio. And uh, him being from Kentucky really, uh, really gives uh, you know kind of a meaning to the Duke sucks uh, yeah. tag given to every <laughs> uh, every sports story. All right, now I can compl- exactly where that came from. <laughs> now I completely understand what's going on there. All right, my biggest question is because well, is mainly are you are you making a lot of dough off of this website now because it's huge. Now, the, the problem is is that uh, marketers look at our site and they can't figure out what it is we're doing. They get kind of confused. So I haven't had any luck at all with that, unfortunately. Wow. I mean, because this, ha- this uh, site has to have an amazing amount of hits. And... Yeah, well, the other problem is is they all want to run those really annoying ads, like the mm. pop-ups and the ones that take over your browser and, you know, that follow you down the street. And we, we just don't like those. All right, so the, the, this, is this your cash cow or no? you got something else got going, you got going It's what on. I do pretty much full-time. I've got other stuff, but this is the main thing. All right, uh, fark.com, F-R, uh, F-A-R-K.com. Uh, so, all right, so let's see. How many submissions? I mean, because you're not gathering all this news. you got you got people doing it up for you. How many submissions do you get in a day? Yeah, I used to get it myself, but now the readership submits it on their own, and uh, I read about 2,000 articles a day. So wow. you the most informed man on the uh, on the face of the earth then? Yeah, I'm, I'm really annoying to talk politics to because I can tell you what the other side is, no matter what anybody's viewpoint is. <laughs> People think I'm alternately conservative and or liberal, depending on what we're talking about. Um, all right, so uh, th- this seems like it's more of a project. It's not just a one-man show anymore then, right? Well, it, it sort of is. If I'm home, I, I tend to do it all. Uh, when I'm out roaming around, there's three other guys that will go through the stuff as well. Are you... Are you uh... I mean, when it comes to this, and it's it's fark.com, from what I understand, it started out as a picture of a, a squirrel's junk? Yeah, I started, I grabbed the domain name back in 1997, but I didn't have a good idea for a website, so I, somebody had sent me a picture of a squirrel with huge nuts, <laughs> and uh, I just put that out for about 18 months until I figured it out. How did you come up with the idea of, hey, I'm going to turn this into, because you also got an online community, I mean, you got the chat, you got... Uh, the message boards, you guys play some games with the audio and the Photoshop. I mean, how do you decide it's going to turn into this? Yeah, it, actually, it was just one thing led to another led to another. It was actually not planned at all. We just kind of rolled some stuff through the door and saw some people liked some stuff, some people didn't, and we just got rid of the stuff that sucked. Uh, on uh, on uh, Monday, Dubs and I are going up, uh, actually tomorrow, we're going up to New York to XM, hang out with our buddies Ron and Fez. I know oh, you. Cool. I know you've done some stuff, obviously, with Opie and Anthony, and I think yep. like Bob and Tom. Is this like you're kind of you're you're kind you're, you're turning into your own uh, little celebrity there off of this website, aren't you? Yeah, it's really kind of funny. I get recognized about twice a week now. And I, I, it was actually two times this week: once last night and once on Monday. I was sitting in a bar both times after a soccer game, and somebody walked up and said hi. It was pretty cool. I uh, like that. Uh, Dan in Tampa has a question for you. You got time for some phone calls? Oh, yeah. Let's go for it. Uh, all right. Drew Curtis, it's FARC.com. We'll have a link up on uh, on our website, realradio.fm. Dan, what's going on, buddy? Hey, not much. Thanks, guys, for having me on here. Drew, you probably know me better as Dan Demand FL. Hey, man, uh, what's going on? Hey, not much. I got a chance to meet Drew a couple of years ago in Tampa when the Super Bowl here, and that was at a FARC party here in Tampa, which is another aspect of the site you haven't gotten over. And I just wanted to find out, Drew, are you going to be back here in Florida for a FARC party anytime soon? 
We've got one hopefully planned for January or February. I got to figure out which one though, but it looks like it's going to be coming up. All right, now where? Uh, where yeah, I see these spark parties uh, posted on here as well with all the news, and I never really knew what that was. If that was just uh, viewers, do, uh, the the people, the readers doing that, or if it was you throwing these parties. It's kind of it's kind of both actually. It, it really it started from back in the day. I was doing database projects, and I was out and about across the country here and there and bored. And so I would just put a note up saying, hey, who lives around here? And the first couple times I did it, one or two people would show up. And the last time I did it, there's one place I've been going to every six months for the last five years. And the last time I did it, with three hours' notice, 50 people showed up. It was great. Wow. Uh, you get, What do you think would be more fun, Dubs, a MySpace party or a FARC party? Uh, Where would you be more likely to get laid at? Probably a MySpace party because uh, it seems like the girls on MySpace are pretty loose, and uh, these the people who go on Fark seem to like you know like to uh, get informed, unlike the people on MySpace. Right. Uh, What's weird about it though is like the chicks that read Fark, they're all hot, and I don't know how that exactly worked out because you wouldn't <laughs> think so, but it's it's just absolutely mind blowing. Uh, Drew Curtis, uh, Fark dot com is the website. Dubs and I visit it all the time, as I think the majority of guys in radio, because it really is your one stop shop for getting at least because you can get like legit news, then you can find the silly news, then you find links to uh, video and audio they wouldn't necessarily. Uh, Think you'd come about? How are you deciding what gets put up and what doesn't? If you're going through all those submissions, a lot of times it's uh, somebody will send something in, and it can be a pretty boring article, uh, but with a funny tagline. Like a good example is uh, somebody sent in an article that was about uh, a river in China that was flooding, but the tagline was uh, "Swelling Dong Ting leans against groaning dike." <laughs> and that's the other funny thing. Too. Yeah, everything has like a funny tagline, and it's always truly funny. I'm always like, ah. Oh, Drew Curtis is a genius yeah, with some of these uh, ones are, like when you read one and you go, you laugh and you're like, oh man, that actually wasn't funny. But yeah, it was at the same time. Oh, yeah, because yeah. Dubs and I want to run a bit on one of these and we're thinking, all right, man, this is great, but people are going to know we would have gotten this joke from Fark. We can't do it anymore. Oh, uh, uh, no, you can do it definitely, man. Go for it. Uh, no um, uh, on uh, on com. Now, have you guys, I mean, is it really becoming like this whole just like community of, I mean, you got Dan from Tampa and like, it's just a whole nother way of the Internet's connecting people and, like, truly, like, Farkers or, you know, like, this whole group now? Yeah, well, it, part of the part of the whole thing about the Fark parties and, and the way we just kind of do the articles to where we don't really go for one person's politics over another kind of grows out of uh, experience I had. I was living in England for a year, and in England, everybody goes out to the pub every single night and hangs out and talks with people that you from all walks of life that you would have never met otherwise. And I always thought that was really cool, because even if, you know, you were sitting there with somebody who you didn't agree with on any political issue whatsoever, you could still have a pint with them and hang out, and that's kind of where the whole attitude comes from. All right, because I'm even sometimes, uh, I'll read something about, uh, like, one of the ones today is uh, from MSNBC. It's cool. It has a source and then, like, a little thing on it where it says, Hero, Bush lashes out at revisionist historians. Yep, and then that's I, right. That was our conservative article for the day. Yeah, and I want to pull my hair out, and then you see something else later on, you know, that's bashing the right. And so you do a pretty good job of staying, quote-unquote, fair and balanced on there. Yeah, we flip back and forth. It actually really is, because my, my political leanings are mostly moderate in the sense that I don't like any politicians. They're all jerks. Right. Mm -hmm. Every single one of them I've met, I just haven't liked, so I don't have any respect for any of them. So it makes it easy to kind of swing back and forth. Yeah, you're able to make fun of both sides pretty well. So it's, and, it, uh, and it's comedy-based, too, which is a lot of fun. You can go there and you can get informed, you can get a good chuckle. And uh, you got some good stuff going on there. So what's next, then? What are you going to do now? 
I don't know. Uh, we're kind of we're floating some ideas around it, but talking about doing a book with some people. I, I talked briefly about doing a TV show, but I'm not so sure I want to do that because it seems like you could easily blow up in my face. Like, because uh, I mean, like, what would they want to do for the TV show? Just like headlines, like a like a Daily Show kind of thing, or what? I mean, well, what? the proposal we had was actually kind of cool. It was kind of more like sitcomish based, following a group of people doing basically the same kind of thing we are, which is you know running a news organization out of your house and what that would all be all about. And, uh, but the problem is, is that you know when you're doing TV, there's 50 things that have to be right from good director, good actors, good network, good backing. Mm. You know, and it's like you know any one of those things goes wrong, you've got a crappy TV show. And I don't know if I want any part of that. Um, so all right, well, I mean, it seems like this whole idea where it's like, hey, I'm gonna buy Fark.com, which was a substitute for the F word for you, uh, yeah. from what I hear, and then it's a squirrel with really big nuts, and then it turns into this whole. You know, this whole information online community, and now it's even leading into possibly television shows. Yeah, it's just basically it's the biggest accident in the history of good luck, I think. <laughs> so uh, what, what was happening with Drew Curtis before FARC came around? What were you uh, doing? Uh, before that, I actually I had a couple other businesses that I ran, and both of them failed, so that gives you some idea of how <laughs> my life goes. But, yeah, one was an Internet service provider, and then I was doing some database stuff, running around the country drinking all the time, so, you know. Hey, I wouldn't worry about that. Uh, another guy ran a whole bunch of oil companies in the ground. He's president. So just because yeah, you fail, yeah, I hear that happen. Yeah, yeah just because <laughs> you fail a few times, it doesn't mean that you're constantly going to be a failure. Well, Drew Curtis, man, I love to have you on uh, occasionally whenever you uh, whenever you feel like coming through, especially because I hear you got family or I guess some friends of yours called up. They heard that you're going to be on the show and yeah, said man, you're in town. I got town. family actually lives in Florida. I got an uncle over in St. Pete, and I got a uh, grandmother-in-law, I suppose, lives out in Bartow. All right. Well, I guess maybe whenever the next Fark party. He's coming up here in Florida, man. We love to come hang out, dude. Sounds good. Absolutely. I'll let y'all know. All right. Fark.com. Drew Curtis, thanks for coming in the hideout, brother. No problem. Thanks for having me. All right. You betcha. I'm telling you, this site's great. Yeah. And it's a whole thing there, too. It's a whole, like, online community, and they're doing the parties, and it's just a whole bunch of people who want to be informed. It's a daily uh, visit for me, too. I go to Fark every day. And not even just for show prep. Like, I'll go there... When we aren't on the air, just to see what's going on, what you guys up there. What do you think are your most visited websites during the day? Uh, Yahoo for uh, my email and all that stuff. Uh, my other email, uh, Fark, definitely, Drudge Report. And I've been going to MySpace more lately as well. Yeah, you're all over the MySpace now. I think mine are the same as that. Obviously, the company, you know, email, yeah. uh, realradio.fm to see what's new on there. Mm. And then my other one's DallasBasketball.com. This is Maverick stuff. I'm a big fan. But I would say those are the main websites that I'm... Vi oh, CrooksAndLiars.com is a great one. Yeah, I go through, like, phases where I'll go to, uh, you know, like, the smoking gun for a while, a lot. And then I'll fall off and I'll go back and do that kind of thing. You know who's great at the new website thing? Or two people. And I think they do it because together. They're like a team. Matt Albert and Tommy. Yeah, those they're guys. Are, yeah, they're always uh, blowing up new websites, and I think they usually get them too from like their mixed martial arts message board. That I think posts some, and then they kick them around, and they're fine googling and finding alternatives. That's an odd place to find these odd websites. Is Isn't I? that it though? That's usually it, isn't it? Yeah, there's an off-topic board that I visit. Matt Albert does mixed martial arts. No, he, <laughs> I showed him the. He reads about it. The website, <laughs> the other ground, is what it's called, and now he's addicted to it as well. Nice. I want to thank Drew for coming in here, man. That was cool of him. Drew Curtis, Fark.com.
Usually you can tell what we're going to talk about if you visit the website. Yeah, if you visit the website, you'll uh, you can run through there and usually find you know half the things. We should have asked him about it, like if he was directly responsible for the failure of NewsFilter and like M90.org, those websites, because they used to go to those more than FARC, and then they just they turned into all like porn and stuff. Well, it seems that it's hard to make money off these uh, all news websites, just like he's saying, and uh, maybe uh, M90 and NewsFilter figured that out and. Decide maybe porn and these sick videos are more of a way to go, more of a consumption junction thing. I've, you know what? That's one I haven't been to forever. I used to go to that one daily. And Rotten.com. I haven't been to Rotten in You know why I stopped going to years. consumptionjunction.com is because it would always crash my, uh, yeah, my computer. It was always a, a, a pain in the ass after a while. Like at first, it was pretty user-friendly, and now it's just you have to go through too many uh, channels to get through there. Do you even look at porn online anymore? No, I haven't looked at porn online in probably, not since we've been out here. I don't do online porn. What? No, it's too, what's the point of online porn? I can't go 12 hours without it. Really? I mean, I can go 12 hours, but. What have you, uh, what is your, uh, your site of choice? You know, I don't. I like to, uh, frequent different things. Now, do you, do you go to a site that has, like, a bunch of different, uh, links and postings from different sites? Or? Yeah, you know, I typically like to stumble upon one. Sometimes if you click, intentionally trying to go to one place, it redirects you to another. Mm-hmm. And I take that as, you know, alright, this is where I gotta go. Now, here's the, conversely, I think all of Tommy Bateman's porn is usually, I think, internet porn or computer porn. Isn't it for the most part? I'm looking at some right now, actually. What are you looking at? Another radio show's stuff. Huh. But see, the reason I do internet porn is I don't own a single porn. What are you looking at, Putin? I bet Putin doesn't look at porn. You probably don't. You're not a porn watcher, are you? No, I like my porn. Grannies? No, just the, the panties. You know, regular woman in big, large panties. There's nothing wrong with that. I tend to enjoy it every once in a while. What kind of porn do you have over there, Putin? You got VHS, DVD, Internet? Internet. No, no hard copies. Nothing yeah. like that. Why? It's too... It costs money. It you got to worry about somebody finding it. It's, Why do you worry about people finding porn? Everybody owns porn. Yeah. That's yeah, true. I think it's even creepier if it's on your computer. I think if you have a nice DVD or VHS, it's okay. Four I, don't seven, find, I don't find it more creepy. I just... I, I think you have the same problems with people find it on your computer, you know? Just like how dirty. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, though. I'm so used to watching porn on my computer on that little tiny screen it gives you. Yeah. That when I do finally watch some, like, softcore on, like, Skinamax, hey. it's such a treat to get a big screen. And you try to uh, to enlarge the uh, the online pictures and videos, and it ends up being all grainy and yeah. pixelated. pixelated. Yeah. And the nip ends up being, you know, just... You can't even tell what it is anymore. And then it's like the short bursts, too. Mm. Like very short clips. Well, that's what you got to do. You got to download like, you know, 30, 10-second clips and be, you know, running while you're uh, clicking on different windows starting, you know. All right, Matt Albert, you're a pig. What do you send you to bladytrixie.com? All right, here's what Matt Albert has. He has six gigs of porn. Wow. Yes. Is that too much? (laughs) Yes. Especially for dial-up. Oh, my God. Imagine how long it took to download that six gigs. It probably, it probably spent a year and a half of his life Dude, watching I, that screen I have a download. Lot of the, I have a lot of the hideout archives on my computer, 
It's not even nearly six gigs worth of stuff. That's a lot of pornography. No wonder you ain't leaving your apartment or your house or your mama's basement. You got it all right there. And she knows he's doing it, too. Oh, yeah. All right, let me ask you this. Do you think that at one point he's ever, like, punched the clown while listening to us, but watching the porn on the screen? Because we're on RoyalRadio.fm, so he's right there at the computer. I'm sure. How many guys do you think ever do that? Like, we're on, have you ever thought about that? Like, at night, like, we're on in the background where people are having sex or taking care of themselves? I've had, when we were in music radio, I've had people call me up and tell me they've done that. That's music radio, though. Yeah, but, like, you know, still, your voice pops on, and they're still rocking it, waiting for you to hit the next song, yelling at the, yelling at the radio while you're talking, and they're banging. Play the next song, I need my rhythm back. Do you think there are girls out there who specifically say, hey, let's turn on the hideout? So their dudes are banging them no. while they're listening to your voice? No. Our voices are not that No, your, vo- your voice. Mine's great. Whatever. If you're in the middle of a session and your phone rings, do you answer it? Yes. What are you and doing? I don't tell anybody what I'm doing. I'm just watching TV. Oh, dude, I, I was at the end of one oh. like two days ago. Like literally the best part, phone rings. Did you answer it and not? No. You didn't answer? No, of course. I was occupied. Now, what if you're only like uh, like 10% through? Yeah, I've picked up the phone before. Yeah. And you know what I do at that point? I just turn down the volume. Mm-hmm. And I hold the phone in one hand and me in the other. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, great. I'll well, be at the promo. What meeting. I'm doing, I'm holding me in one hand, the phone in my shoulder, and... Uh, the uh, the belt cutting my windpipe off in the other hand. I have a whole thing going on. Jennifer in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What up, Jen? Okay, guys. Yo. I can't believe that I'm admitting to this, but a bunch of my girls in my dorm do turn on the radio while they're taking care of themselves to listen to you guys. All right, so good. if that makes you feel better. Send them up. Yeah, which dorm is this? I need this uh, immediately because I tell you. All right, this is. Be- How about this? How about you guys all come up and you get an in-studio personal uh, view, and it would ruin it. You know, it would ruin it. <laughs> It'd be like the Sahara. They'd be like, "There's no way they could get excited." Well, you guys can check out some of us. Um, I'm actually the moderator for a particular high school, LBHS, on MySpace.com. I'm in high school. I thought you were in college. I am, a, but I'm the moderator because I'm an alumni. All right, hold Why on. You email us. All right, somewhere. hold on, hold on a second. Putin's gonna get the MySpace thing. Hold on. <laughs> All right, write it down, Putin. I want to see a picture of this chick and she's see if she's a piggy. She doesn't sound like she sounds no. wonderful. Yeah. All right, here's what Matt Albert says. He goes, he closes the feet all together so that we don't ruin the groove. <laughs> all right, have you ever been in the middle of uh, batching? Then someone in the other room calls you, and you have to carry on a yelling conversation while keeping the party going. Yes. No, no, I haven't. That's because you, you're your mom. It's your mom or your grandma. <laughs> well, you have to. You're like, I'll, I'll be down in a minute. I know dinner's ready. I'm watching a TV show. It's almost over. You know, while we're on this topic, i got to see if I'm the only one that feels this way. As soon as you're done with the session, immediately are you like, I can't believe I just did that. That was pathetic. No, I what I'm what I, what happens with me is I'm in the session, and uh, 
I'm thinking I, I'm going to do this three or four more times, and afterwards. That's uh, only when you. That's only when you buy a new one. Yeah. When you have a new DVD or yeah. VHS. Yeah. I'm going to watch this whole thing straight through. <laughs> but I mean, the second and afterwards, you're you're drooling down your your uh, chin. You're half dead. There's something there's something very odd about right after you you uh you're you're done with your act that you you're just completely you tired. Have, you don't even want to jump in the shower to clean yourself up. You just want to sleep. But the drive is like all gone all of a sudden. Oh yeah. It's like what was that about? Matt Albert. <laughs> All right. He's such a dirt ball. Really a dirt ball. He must work up a pretty good sweat doing that. All right. Do we have that info over there, Putin? She didn't send it to you? Yeah, we have it. It's just not coming up. All right. Alex PCS says he listens to us while looking at redhead porn. Dirty. Well, let's take a break. Um, We got to take a Are we late? Yeah, we're a full break behind. Oh, boy. Come on, Tommy. Keep us on time. I tell you, chunks leaves for one day, and everything All right, falls I'll just apart. come in there next time it's time to break. <laughs> it's a hideout room radio, 104.1. Friday night in the hideout room radio, 104.1. Light it up. Open door policy also, too, uh, coming up in about 30 minutes. 407-916-1041, and star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. It's so hot to think that there are actually chicks out there in their college dorms, like, soloing it. But for every girl that's doing it, there's two guys. Guarantee it. Yeah. Lester Big Hands and Hardcore Paul. Not going to let it throw me off. <laughs> Got to battle through, battle through. Be somebody. Be somebody. Hey, didn't you, uh... I know I got a break already, but whatever. <laughs> didn't you, um... Didn't you tell me they're making some new television show out of well, the Terminator? Uh, well, the Fox uh, Network has ordered a uh, a pilot for the Sarah Connor Chronicles, a uh, TV show built off of the uh, Terminator movies. Kind of going through Sarah Connor and uh, her son, and uh, what she's going through. Hmm. All right, would you watch this? Is it going to have, what's her name? The, um, what was the name of it? Linda Hamilton? I don't think, it, 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 uh, it, it looks like they, uh, they are going to have Linda Hamilton in it, from what I read. Hmm. Linda what? Hamilton, she seems too old. Is it, like, post-Terminator? I think so. I think it's, like, uh, her going through, like, uh, and uh, and the uh, the son, um, John, growing up. So I think they would uh, do it, like, maybe maybe current time, you know? Because that was back in 1991. Well, the Terminator's already dead, like, forever. So what's the point? I think they, because uh, I, I didn't see the last one, but what they're saying is it opened a new door. Uh, in the last one, The Rise of the Machines, right. to uh, build a storyline off of it. I just thought the whole thing was that he died. He, like, went in there and had the chip and had his... He gave the Mike Utley thumbs up, well, like everything was going to be okay. But that wasn't the end of it. Uh, they did the uh, Rise of the Machines, which I wasn't able to... Oh, you're right. Through. Yeah. I don't think I even saw that no, one. No, I didn't. I, could, I mean, whenever they... they uh, they put it in the female aspect, the female Terminator. You know they're just looking for that one angle they haven't gone with yet. And I couldn't get myself to go see it. 
Maybe if that was the original storyline where they, they had, there's a female Terminator still and everything beforehand, I would have watched it. But it looked like they were just reaching for a storyline. Yeah, that seems awful. Was Arnold in that one? Arnold was in that one. You well, think he would turn down that check? He's going to need a new job soon. Oh, yeah. Well, he's going to be fine. Don't worry about Arnold. Don't cry for him. Well, I'm not going to cry for him, but he's he's done, I think, out in Cali. Do you think he'll... Uh... Do you think he'll uh, do well with the uh, the Terminator show? Do you think he'll uh, jump on that at all? I'm sure he'll do some just some uh, pop-ins. You can't go from Governor to Terminator TV. I don't think he'll be a main character on it, but I think he'll pop in maybe on flashbacks. Really? Yeah, I could see that happen. He's a whore. He'll do whatever. He throws out those Terminator lines like they're water during uh, actual speeches. I heard that's what got him in big trouble, and that's why people don't like him. Can you blame people? I mean, that's... And doing these uh, movie-to-TV uh, shows, it's always an iffy situation when you do them. Some of them have worked out well for people. Have they done this before? Yeah, movies have become TV shows many times. Buffy the Vampire Slayer was a movie first, and they uh, made the TV show out of it. Yeah, I didn't like that. But it was a very successful TV show. You're right. Uh, same with MASH. MASH did well. I hated MASH. But MASH was a, a huge show. No, I understand that, yeah. but I hated I've I've never sat through more than ten minutes. If you watch it now, when you're younger, you hate it. But when you watch it now, it's not as bad as you really? once thought. Yeah. Maybe I'll give it another shot then. Because there's people who still play it I mean, and uh, play it on TV and everything. Um, Clueless was another one that didn't do as well. It was like uh, kind of a medium it, it and it was it, weird because they had most of the regular people from the show. Except for, uh, was that Alicia Silverstone? Yeah, what? but it had like Stacy Dash and the other dude. They were all there. Yeah. Ferris Bueller, that one's one that uh, failed miserably when they tried to make it into a TV show. Uh, Freddy's Nightmares. Didn't that was well. a TV show, wasn't mm-hmm. it? And Friday the 13th they did a TV show for too. It's just difficult to uh, take any of these movies. Now, here has to be the biggest flop. The flop of all flops, because this movie did so well, uh, on a fluke, I would say, My Big Fat Greek Life. Do you remember when that was... Oh, and then CBS tried to hop on that one, didn't they? Yep. Uh, well, it was My Big Fat Greek Wedding was the movie that did so great. So they decided to uh, you know, make it into a show and uh, kind of feed off that. And I thought the movie was terrible, and I thought that... Uh, it was a fluke that it did well at all. My Big Fat Greek Life flopped. Have you, did you ever see that movie? Yeah, I watched the movie. How was it? Terrible. Uh, that's why I thought it was a fluke that it did so well. Because it, it was supposed to be a chick flick. My, me and my chick watched it, and she even thought it was terrible. Yeah, but your chick's not the typical chick, is she? But she likes some of the typical stuff, you know? She'll like a lot of the chick flicks. Yeah, uh, she's usually a good gauge on what's... Good in the the poppy world, and I, I neither of us found that entertaining for a second. Dingleberry Stew in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What up, dude? Hey, hideout. Yo. Um, yeah, Hefe, you should you should uh, check out what uh, Dubs is saying. Like, I hated Mash when I was a kid. Watching it nowadays, it's actually a excellent show. And when you don't have cable. Yeah, because you know I always see it on all the time. And like I just remember as a kid being pissed off when it was on instead of something else. Yeah, and I, I, me too. I hated it. I, whenever I heard that, and that damn helicopter, 
I'd be pissed flipping through the channels trying to find something. But everything else was playing the national anthem and going off the air. That's, I'd always, one, thing, that's one thing I don't miss. Is, I'd, uh, I'd switch it over to like the Sims, or not the Sims, like the Jeffersons. Well, it, for a while, that was uh, where I was living. That was the only show on after uh, a specific period of time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And everything else was just off the air for broadcasting for the rest of the night. Dude, it's still that way now. Well, at least you got infomercials to fill your time. Before, it was just... It was just uh, I'm not going to sit there and watch an infomercial. It was just a blank screen with the American flag waving. How come they don't do that anymore? Because they figured uh, we can do it the JFK way and uh, just sell the spots for $1,000 of pop for an hour. The JFK way. Listen to you. Uh, Poltergeist did a uh, TV show after the movie. You know what? I'm starting to remember some of these. Yep. And also Weird Science. I remember that one. That one sucked. Mm. But, yeah, it, it's very hit or miss with these. It, it's tough to make any of these things work. All right, Matt Albert says he thought he was the only one that hated MASH. He says that and Cheers pissed him off. Yep. I'd have killed for Cheers. No, I didn't like Cheers when I was growing up either, but then... Oh, see, I loved Cheers growing up. I don't know. I, it's even better now as a grown-up, and exactly. I get the jokes. Exactly. And I think you'd get the jokes with uh, with mm. MASH, too. Was hey, it the, po- guy, the guy was cross-dressing to try to get out of the Army. You know what? That sounds funny as hell. Yeah. Right, maybe I'm a MASH guy and I didn't realize it. It's actually a, a good show when you watch it now. And you always wonder, too. Oddly enough, the shows you watched when you were a kid and liked, if you go back and watch now, you hate them. But the ones you hated and you go back and watch now, you like. Like, uh, if you try to watch The Brady Bunch or, uh, or Saved by the Bell or anything that you liked as a kid, they're all crap now. But MASH is one that holds up. I'm on during the hideout on Road Radio. What do you got, dude? Hey, man. You guys remember a movie called Highlander, the first one? Yeah, they did a Highlander show, too. Yeah, they did a series for a long time. Mm-hmm. My uh, my stepdad and my mom would watch that constantly. They loved it. I never... It wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was actually, after the first one, it was it got a little cheesy, but then it started getting good after a while. Yeah. No. All right. Thank you, man. Maybe it's... All right. Uh, Mario in Orlando. What do you got, dude? Hey, dude, you know what show every guy watched when they were a kid but never wants to admit? Hmm. The Golden Girls. Golden yeah. Girls are awesome. Yeah, man, they're awesome. I still watch them now. Yeah, yeah. and you got... You they're had, on, what, Lifetime now? Yeah. 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 You, you had to watch it with your mom. Like, you had to sit there and watch it, so you got into it. I, I uh, watched it with my grandma, because I was over at my grandma's every weekend. That was when Julian was on. Wasn't it Saturday nights? I think that was the night uh, Golden Girls was on, and we'd always watch it over there. All right, Jennifer's back, and she wants uh, to talk to us. Okay. I'm seeing her pictures now. Let me take a look. All right, hold on. we got to go to break. Tell her to hold on. You think she wants to uh, run one while on the phone? <laughs> See what's going on there? Maybe. All right, quick break. We'll come back. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Real Radio 104.1, 407-916-1041, 888-978-1041, and Star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. Absinthe Coma in Orlando, you're in the hideout. What's up, my friend? What's up, Pepe? Uh, this just reminded me of some awful uh, cartoon spinoffs that they did off of movies, mm-hmm. like... Uh, in the early 90s, they had the Adams Family cartoon. Yep, the Adams Family. The Highlander family. cartoon, or uh, the James Bond Jr., the worst of all. How about Beetlejuice, the cartoon? Yes. 
I watched that, was, that one. Also, that one wasn't half bad. Also, they did the uh, Bill and Ted cartoon. Yeah, that was a note. No, and bad. the Ghostbusters cartoon. The Ghostbusters one wasn't bad either. The Ghostbusters one was kind of weird because Slimer was like their pet. Oh, and what about... John's hair went from brown to bright blonde. Yep. Platinum. All right, what about this? Did you guys watch the Teen Wolf cartoon? Oh, yeah, Teen Wolf cartoon. I totally forgot about that. That was one of my favorite ones. Those three right there, Saturday mornings, was the best. Uh, not, they don't make them like that anymore. Yeah. No, they don't do, like, the MC Hammer cartoons anymore, mm. whereas uh, Shoes are Magic. <laughs> hmm, all right, thank you, Absinthe Coma. <sighs> yeah, man. I yeah. What do you feel bad for these... uh? These kids with their anime. Yeah, they don't get the the good shows anymore. They don't get the camp candies. Ha! I forgot about camp camp candy. Camp candy was great. I used to love that show. Right, what was your favorite card? Did you, Ninja Turtles? Ninja Turtles was yep. definitely one of my all time favorites. Uh, he Man when I was really young, I loved He Man. Uh, Thundercats. That's on DVD now. It just came yep, out. Yep, I saw. And when you look back at the uh, the 80s and like the uh, the Thundercats and everything, gay. Oh no way! That leotard. Yeah, come on. Lino. Everything in the 80s were gay. Did you guys ever see Visionaries? No. That was Visionaries. It was where they had the holograms in their chest and they could turn into an animal. What? Okay, that I'll was go, Captain Planet. I'll go with GI Joe then. GI Joe was epic. How about Captain Planet? Do you like that? Yeah, he's my hero. He's going to take pollution down to zero. Was that his thing? Yeah, yeah. he's our powers magnified. Earth! Wind! Fire? Water! Jennifer heart. in the hideout. What's going on, Jennifer? <laughs> yeah, what was heart? Hey, guys. So, Yo. how were the pictures? I, I didn't, I, they won't work for me for some reason. This MySpace like, keeps locking up like, on yeah, me. We can see them, but they're really small. Yeah, a lot of them turn out that way, especially on my account, and I'm not exactly sure why. Huh. All right, what's your, what's your story? You're, you called earlier saying that you guys on campus uh, well, t- handle no, business. No, 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 not me. You've, them. you've my, never done uh, it? I'm not one of those. I'm actually quite reserved. Mostly. Classy. Would right, you, do you like have to a, give it a try? Do you have the MySpace pictures of the friends who do that, though? Yes, they're on there. All right, their accounts are on there? Uh, they're on my friend's account. It's the one with the two girls in it. All right, and we're going to go to that. I'm going to see if I can maybe find that one. Then. Tommy, we got to track this one down. So you're saying you've never done it? She's not going to answer, what? honestly. She doesn't check anywhere. She just, like, looks, reads the comments, kind of laughs, and then doesn't check. Yeah, but it's, she's... Like, really weird. Yeah, but if it comes from a couple of guys that maybe she's listening to while handling some business... <laughs> then maybe uh, maybe she will finally respond. Well, maybe she uh, will. Maybe I, she will. I, I don't know. On. She's kind of... I hold on. You get have to talk to her. All right, hold on. Mm-hmm. We're going to get the name from your friends list. Uh, you need to ask her if there's a voice in particular that really gets her stirring up. Oh, it's, it's not yours, stupid. Why not? It wouldn't even be close to being yours. I don't know. I wonder why. What is going on? Darren. More and more, I hate you, Jerome. How did that happen? You really were like... You're the golden child. I still am. No. Don't mean that in a number one way either. Yeah, not like that, stupid. All right, do we have it over there? All right, right, they're kicking it over. All right, Tommy's convinced this is some sort of a scam. Yeah, it's one of those fill out this, like, survey, and you'll win $500 things. Aww. 
There's no way Go that back that's through. even... Find there's, out and there's only one picture. There's no other picture, surprisingly, and it's the hottest girl on the list. Well, that's a lie, then. Why is she scamming us? And then she hung up. Running a bit. Running a batch. I will. Yeah, that's not it. That sure. is a scam. Well, no, she has seven friends on there. Yeah, and have any left comments? No. And she says that she goes on there and reads comments. Read the first paragraph. I like jazz music and I like the F. Please. <laughs> <laughs> well, she's taking care of herself to the hideout. Maybe she's the cross between Tony Diggs and us. I don't know. Loving the jazz music and oh, loving God. the bang. We've been had. Look at us. A couple of dopes. Just mm. hoping that girls would touch themselves to the sound <laughs> of our voices. <laughs> you know it doesn't happen. <laughs> They're out there teasing the retard, having a slumber party on us. Even if you had it, like, even if we had chicks, like, you got one, I don't, but mm. even they wouldn't run it to the sound of our voice. No. In fact, probably, like, when you're having sex with your chick, she probably does the earmuff thing. Yeah, does she let you talk? Oh, I do the earmuff thing to her, and it's just I'm grabbing ears and twisting back and forth. All right, we got to take a break. Hey, let's do the hideout headline game show. Chance to win some stuff? Yeah. Light them right. up. 407-916-1041, 1041 star-1041 on your singular wireless phone. Headline, uh, hideout headline game show your chance to uh, answer some questions about today's events and win some prizes. Yeah, today, whatever what's going on in the news, uh, we got some great stuff to give out from uh, CSI, Crime Scene Investigation, also, too, uh, Metal Mania, Johnny's Feeling Station, uh, Fear Factory, House of Blues, Time for you to be a winner on a Friday night and the open door policy next. It's the Hideout Row Radio 104.1. Or if you guys were just better, better looking, looking, better looking, better looking, on Real Radio 104.1. Real Radio 104.1. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Welcome to the Headlines Game Show. Time to see what you think you know. Can you walk the smart guy talk? I'm gay. You livestock. Try open your eye and see what you can find. You I'm gay. Win a prize. He's the trick. Are uh, you sheep? Fall asleep on your feet. I'm gay. Headlines Game Show. Mo. I'm gay. Headlines Game Show. Mo. I'm gay. I'm gay. All right, Friday night in the hideout, open door policy, the heretics are here. Just in time for the hideout headline game show on Real Radio 104.1. Time for you to win some prizes. 407-916-1041-888-978-1041. Star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. A lot to talk to the heretics about. Especially a couple of them who admitted uh, just awful things out at the Buffalo Wild Wings live broadcast on Monday night. Yeah, follow up on some of that. <laughs> uh, one of them being uh, Jake I'm Mechanic, gay. And the other one being Lester Big Hands. And then I think there's even more, too. 
And is Zeppelin alive? That's another question I'm wondering. I'm worried about the uh, one of the other lead heretics in the house as well. Uh, that's not in the house tonight, but uh, wondering how he's doing. Uh, but first, let's go ahead and play the game. Uh, you get five categories, world, national, local, sports, and entertainment. We'll start off with Badunkadunk. You in the hideout? Hey, All right. Hideout. What's going on? You right? Oh, which category you want to go with? Let's go with entertainment. All right, here's entertainment news with Pouton. Entertainment news is multiple choice tonight. What movie was pulled from a Pittsburgh theater after a fatal shooting in the lobby of the theater? Is it A, Get Rich or Die Trying, B, Saw 2, C, Chicken Little, or D, Jarhead? A. Very good. You know what the hell's going on. Congratulations, Badonkadonk. You are a winner. Um, Get Rich or Die Trying. Um, Yeah, the 50 Cent movie. Do you think that whole thing, like all the buzz around, is racist? You think that's race card, racial man, racial? You see any of that at all? I don't find it to be a racist thing. There's a lot of stuff that's going on about the guns and the violence in the movie, but it come isn't... on, they let Will Smith hold a gun in a um, in a, a movie poster. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> Wasn't there a lot of the same stories when uh, Boys in the Hood came out as far as problems in the theaters? You know, I will say this. I went once to watch Tales from the Hood. Oh, God. I went to watch Tales from the Hood in the ghetto. Like, one of the ghettos in Arlington, Texas. Mm-hmm. It was a ghetto-ass theater. And I walk in there, and it was me and my buddy, Mondi Gomez. And we're the only two non-black people in there. And we walk in, and I'm not kidding you. It was just, like, pot smoke. Like, you couldn't even see the screen. And they, nobody was hiding it. And we're sitting there, and and we felt like the white folks, you know what I mean? Because we had the lightest skin in there. And I'm sitting there, and this guy's with this chick, and she has this very short skirt on, all right? Eventually, the skirt ends up over, you know, over her lap. And he starts taking care of business, like getting the stinky pinky. And she's just going crazy. Like, doing her thing, and we're just stuck there trying to watch Tales from the Hood. She was doing that during Tales from the Hood? Yeah. There's nothing sexy about that no, movie. No, not at all. When the movie was over, did you go to her chair and sniff it? No. You didn't have to. You could actually smell things. Oh. Man, I know. It was a lovely evening. Um, all right, let's go on to uh, Joe and Sanford next up in the Hideout Headline Game Show. Uh, world. Hi, that what's crapping. What up, dude? World, Chill. national, local, or sports? What do you want to go with? Uh, I'll go with local. Right, here's local news with uh, Mikey Appel. Local news is true or false, sir? An 87-year-old man confined to a wheelchair is charged with having sex with an underage male. True or false? Uh, Either way, it's I'll hot. Go with true. That is correct, sir. You know what the hell's going on? All right, that happened. I had heard about that story. That happened here. Uh, yes. Um, actually, it was actually in the, in the hideout that happened. Uh, in these, uh, in the studio last night. It was, it was Merritt Island, yeah. And so it was an 80-something-year-old man with an underage kid? Yes. How old was the kid? Wasn't he like 16 or something? Yes. Oh, that's consenting. Yeah, at that point, unless the kid's retarded, it seems like it probably was consenting. Do you want to hear the old man's quote? Yes. He came to my apartment and wanted to have sex. So in a moment of unjust passion, I did. 
Come on, he's 86 years old. It's like Grandpa. Grandpa can drop the N-bomb, and you aren't going to say anything to him. He can, All right, but he can't can touch kids him. and get away with it. You just laugh at him. Hey, that's Grandpa. No, you're not. No, you <laughs> Look don't. Look at him. Look at him again, touching kids. What a crazy old bastard. Mitch in Tampa, you're in the hideout on Road Radio. You want world, national, or sports? I'll take world. All right, here's world news with Putin. True or false, the aim of the now-resolved German government is to cut the high um, unemployment rate. Is that true or false? That is false. I'm sorry, sir, that is correct. I'm sorry, sir, you're wrong. It's uh, true. So the aim of the German government is to what? To cut unemployment. Right, wouldn't that be the aim of most governments? I mean, isn't that... Yeah, but the theirs basic. is exceptionally high. Oh, really? What yeah, is it? and they, they were deadlocked in elections. They came out uh, essentially tied between two parties. Don't they have a new chick running things over there? Um, She's the head of what they're calling their grand coalition. Uh-oh. Yeah, sound vaguely Uh-oh. familiar? Uh-oh. Giant Brian's starting to get pissed. As the leader of what he calls, what is it, the Jew Wang Tang Clan? What's the name of your little group you got going on? The Jew Tang Clan. Jew Tang Clan. Uh-oh. Um, all right, I don't know if this Why sounds... Why am I ba- aware of no such clan? Hey, you're in it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, it's a secret society, apparently. All right, Travis in Melbourne, national or sports news? What do you want? Ah, uh, sports. All right, here's sports with Putin. Today, Putin. Sports is multiple choice tonight, sir. NASCAR sets the number of cars owned by one team allowable to what? Two, four, six, or eight? Uh, six. Nope. Sorry, sir. You haven't a clue about the world in which you live. It's actually four. All right. 407 star-1041 on your singular wireless phones. You know, I was reading something in Time Magazine. I think I'm a Tony Stewart fan. Why? I, hear, I, I heard a bunch of groans. Yeah, I heard there. a lot of groaning. I didn't know it was a bad thing to be. He just seems like he's kind of a loudmouth, like he's the Terrell Owens of NASCAR. Is that true? Would that be a fair assessment of those of you who follow NASCAR? Who follows NASCAR here? Who wants to step up and give a NASCAR report for, like, Tuttle? Lester Big Hands, he loves it. Uh, Jake the Mechanic, get over here. And, is is that true, that he's kind of the Terrell Owens of NASCAR? Uh, it would be a fair assessment if he was better at racing. Oh, so he so sucks, guys, huh? he's got the uh, mouth, but he can't back it up. Well, I mean, he's good, and that's usually what pisses most people off. Because he does, you know, place or win a lot. But on top of that, he's a giant a-hole, so it just makes it that much worse. All right, that's great then, because I like yeah. guys like that, Barkley, Owens. Right, it's official. I'm a Tony Stewart fan. Is he going to win it all this year? He is in the running for it. He's right, in the final two. All right, because I always want, I want to back a winner. And I don't yeah, you never want to be yeah, with a loser. I don't want to be with a loser. Uh, all right, David and Winter Park, let's wrap it up. Uh, national news, are you ready? Uh, sure. All right, here's Putain. National news is multiple choice, sir. A Southern California hospital has had its license for what revoked after numerous complaints? Is it A, liver transplants, B, delivering children, or C, prescribing medicine? Uh, how about C, prescribing medicine? No, I'm sorry, sir. You haven't a clue. It's actually liver transplants. So what, a lot of people died or what? No, actually, um, they have a waiting list for the transplants of about 106 people. And it turns out they didn't, they weren't meeting any of the federal requirements for funding from Medicare or Medicaid or anything like that. And they were turning away, turning away liver donors by the dozen. All right, uh, let's go and get some actual real news with Sir Gary the Prophet, Hideout uh, News Director. Sir Gary, 
Good evening. How are you gentlemen tonight? Uh, uh, great. Uh, outstanding. How do you think your uh, your assistant news director Putin's doing? Yeah, what do you think about him, your I subordinate? Think he's doing a tremendous job. I commend him. Who is? Who's doing a tremendous job? Putin. Putin. Yeah, Putin is. Uh, so, Gary, what's in the news? Well, in the news, uh, uh, the mayor of, mayor of Eatonville, which is a black town. Oh, mm. black, the whole black town now in the news. Yes, wow. He's in trouble for, for uh, stealing some money, a lot of money from um, Texas. No way. Are you sure it's in Eatonville? Yes, sir, it's Eatonville. Oh, boy, that's just not, not going to bode well. Yes, sir. What else is going on in the news? What should we do to punish him? Or should we punish the entire uh, city? Uh, I don't think we should punish the whole city. I think maybe they should give him 25 days in jail. 25 days in jail. 25 days. Hard time. In the yeah. hole. Oh. Yeah. yeah. What else? Uh, I, don't, I don't know that's enough. Well, you know <laughs> what? You know, and the whole city's in trouble, so that's okay. What's, yeah. what's going on uh, on Sunday for you? Oh, maybe he'll put me to that church in Miller Street where the garden is coming Sunday morning at... 10:30, we're going to bless this pastor. You say, will you say a prayer for Putin this weekend? I'll do that. Hey, you who, are you gonna pray, who are you going to pray for? Putin. All right. You sound like you're a little sick. Are you okay? I'm okay. Uh, I'm just a little sleepy because I, I went and took my nap yet. Ah. Oh, no. All right. Well, take a nap. A good nine, ten hour nap, buddy. God bless you. Have a good evening. All right. Thank you. Yeah. One day we will yeah. meet him. We say that all the time, and all we got to do is go to church. You realize for seven months we've been saying we want to meet this guy, and all it takes is to go to church, and we still can't bring ourselves to do it? All right, let's take a break. Uh, who's here? Who do we want to talk to next, Dubs? Who do we have here that admit things? Uh, Lester, Big, Lester Hands Big Hands and Jake the Mechanic. Oh, Jake the Mechanic and uh, his chick has a, have an announcement. Her birthday was last night. She turned 20 years old. We brought cake. Oh, there's cake. There's nice. Cake. Nice. She was 19 before? Yeah. All, right, all right. You know, we'll take a break. We'll come back. Birthday dance. Yeah, well, yeah. How about maybe a birthday dance? Maybe for... we'll have the heretics sing happy birthday, too. Is she giving the dance? No, you're giving the dance. I've already given Jake the dance. And now you're going to give one to his lady. I'll give it to her in here. All right. We'll take a break, and we'll come back. It's a hideout. Real Radio 104.1. In a world where shock jocks roam free. I run into the bathroom. I'm standing there doing nothing. And this kid says, Yeah, I like candy. Why? I'm not a kid toucher. What do you mean, pet snake? I'm innocent. I did not do anything. J-Dubs touched me. Mom, J-Dubs touched me. Coming to a theater near you. Hey, that's tiny. If you having girl problems, I feel bad for you, son. I got 99 problems, but a bitch ain't one. I got yeah. the rap for two. Yeah. On the yeah. for two. No. Foes that want to make sure my cast is closed. No. Plays, money, cash. No. No. Yeah. What's stupid, what type of facts are those? Friday night, the hideout. Open door policy. Heretics are here. Real Radio. Put your hand out my pocket. Real Radio 104.1. No F-A-J-Dubs. Uh, you could join us, too, on what we call the request lines. 
1041 and Star 1041 on your singular wireless phone. It's a Friday night party in here, so as it turns out, one of the hair chicks just turned 20. I didn't realize she was 19. Jake the Mechanics chick, uh, CJ, is uh, 20 now. It's so hot. Mm-hmm. And the two of the two of them sent me some weird picture on MySpace too. Was, of what? I don't know. Them, was it a nude? Them holding something. I don't know what it was. It was see. Yeah, I don't know if it was them holding Jake or what. <laughs> and it, it says something like "with love, Hefe." And I'm like, oh no. Too much love. Yeah, that was way too much love, Jimmy Jam. <laughs> Let's talk to Lester Big Hands for a second, though. Um, Lester at the at the live broadcast on Monday night. Tell your story again for those who didn't hear. This was for the hideout whole truth and him trying to win that badass recliner from uh, the wholesale furniture market and the, and the flat screen TV. Yes, Lord. Um, what did you uh, What you did know, you admit to? You know, I, I still want to uh, submit a formal protest because I was robbed. It, it does seem like you had a pretty good story. Tell your story. And it was truthful. Well, <laughs> the story was I got my and my grandfather's uh, fiance pregnant when I was twelve. All right, so you were 12 years old. Yes, sir. I, and, and how old was your grandfather? He was 57, 56. And his fiance was how old? 23. All right, Jesus. so you had sex with Pippin a... Tw- runs in the family, yeah, strong. Yeah, apparently. So actually, you're your current son's age. You were your current son's age at the time. You think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> Does that weird it out? Does that weird you no, out at all? I mean, what do you think no, about I it? Mean, I am populating a, the uh, populace. All right. So now, uh, <laughs> so you got your, I guess as it turns out, step grandmother pregnant. Yes, and my great uncle could be my son. She's here. Uh, your great uncle could be your son now. Has this gotten out to any of the family? Because you're from up north still, right? Yeah, uh, my great aunt knows because uh, she was like, well, he doesn't look like and my grandfather. He looks sort of like you. I was like, hmm. Like me? No, no not like you, oh. Hefe. You saying, say, we don't like messing in the family. Well, you're up in that part. There are a lot of us running around up there. Hang on. So your great uncle is your son? <laughs> what you say, girlfriend? <laughs> yes. Yes, uh, Jerome. That's what happened. So at what point then... Will this ever be revealed? Did you have to pay child support? Did your great granddad? You trying to get me busted? Did your great granddad know? Oh, he's dead now. All right. So is it? <laughs> so what about the what about the fiance? Or I, I got... haven't seen and or heard from any of those people. And when, when did you know for sure that that was? Uh... Uh, when I got the uh, service, I went back to the place where, where I grew up and I saw my grandfather and said child, and I was like, wow. Time me to get the hell out of this place. <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. All right, now, all right, let me ask you this. So, how do you decide you're going to that you're going to romance? Like, how do you romance your grandfather's you know fiance? It started off innocently <laughs> enough. Uh, she, I called her coming out of the shower. Okay, so she's getting out of the shower. She's getting out of the shower. Was it I'm summer? Com- was it winter? What it was, was it? Summer. It was the summer. Uh, so it was a hot summer. Eighty-two. Up north. All right, eighty-two degrees. No, it was summer of eighty-two. Oh, summer of eighty-two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's summer of sixty-nine. So you guys are. She's getting out of the shower. She's getting out of the shower. I'm coming in, and I made some. I'm, I made some snap <laughs> remark about you know saying cereal, and I needed beverage for my cereal. Milk. Yes, Lord. Um, and so, <laughs> what, what was her? 
And what's her response to that? Twelve year old. I guess. I guess it, it, uh, it had caught her kind of off guard, so she was like, "Ah, you want some milk, huh?" I said, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? All right. So. <laughs> all right. So, and does she then? Row, or I mean, or is she already naked? She's Did she already invite- naked. She's covered up, but then she kind of relaxed the grip she had on her uh, up top area. On and her towel? Yeah, or she, on her? Uh, no, she had her hands. She was just covering? Yeah, she was covering herself, but then she relaxed that grip. All right, now let me ask you, what did she look like? Can you describe, she was, did she look like anybody she famous? Had, uh, back in the day, <laughs> Mike Ditka. I didn't really know too many. Mike Singletary. <laughs> yeah, I hit that linebacker. Uh, <laughs> I, that area? Did, oh, yeah. Did she, uh, she introduced me to things that I had not done thus far. Did she look like anybody famous? Can you give no, us? No, no. She, she was just an ordinary uh, female. She had really, she was really top heavy. Now, now uh, was this a one-time thing? Oh, no. This happened over uh I think a, um, a whole year. It happened over a whole year. Wow. I did you did you bag it the whole time and uh? Oh yeah. And then she she let me experiment on things that made me a better. <laughs> so she was a teacher. She was a teacher and I was a pupil and I I loved her for it. Obviously. Oh my God, yes. All right, four zero seven nine one six one zero four one triple eight nine. Hey, call up and talk to me, ladies. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is winning them over. It's the Hideout on Radio one zero four point one. So that first time, I was nervous and I was scared, but she showed me the way to a relaxer woman. Now you didn't think though there was something like very kind of no, I was Oedipus like about it, where it's I like was a, a mother young soldier something? and I wanted to. Uh, Attack that heel. Really? Yes. I didn't think. I didn't think nothing. Was anyone else in the house when you did it? Oh no, it was always. And my grandfather, he uh, he worked kind of a construction, and he was um, a retired Air Force, so he was always out of the house. And after after the initial time, how did it get going? Every time, did she initiate it? Was, it on, does this mean that Les, uh, Lester Big Hands is a Jody? No, he's no. not a construction. He said he was no. Air Force. Yeah, no. he was retired Air Force. It wasn't yeah, like yeah, he was already back home. Yeah, he was already back home. He was just working uh, construction. Now, Matt yeah. Albert wants to know if the uh, fiance looked like Shirley Hemphill. Who, who is Shirley Hemphill? I don't know. Shirley um, what's happening? No, 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 no. <laughs> she looked more like uh, oh man, let me see. No, yeah. Vivica Fox. No, she was kind of uh, Jackie Brownish, but just a little lighter and bigger up top. Oh wow, damn. And she, and, uh, she had them. Hind legs that was thick and damn hot. Ooh. Okay, all right, all right, calm down. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he grabbed it on that microphone like it's like it shouldn't be touched. Where you at now, baby? Where you at? All right, so, all right, so the first time you do it, yeah. was this your first time? No. You were twelve. Uh. When did you lose your virginity, Lester Big Hands? Yeah, I'm not gonna believe this, but I'm a pro- I, I'm a product of the project of Chicago. Okay. And I am the fourth male in my family. Everybody's older than me, so everybody had right. already told me about what to do, where to put it. So when I was seven, <laughs> I lost my virginity. Seven? seven did they, did they point it out on themselves? On where to? No, no, no. So in the projects in Chicago at seven, at seven, you're losing your virginity. You got girls who's 12 who's pregnant. Yeah, no, I mean, I understand so, that. Yeah, so I, I lost my uh, virginity when I was seven, 1977. Okay, so when you guys do it for the first time, do you do it like normal style? or Yeah, you... she 
Oh, you like dogs? No, no, no. Uh, we did it normal, but she introduced me to. Okay, I got you. Yeah, Fair and then enough. um, so I was like, oh, so that what that that's okay. what I women got like. I got you. So I was like, so I learned that, and then I, I moved on to another phase of just straight. I now. Wow, oh, no, I got you. Yeah. Mm. Black power, man. Black you. power. <laughs> Dubs, this is shocking. Is this kind yeah. of stuff going on in Fowlerville, Michigan? I'm sure. Oh, yeah. But it's like uh, instead of like a nine-year-old boy, it's like a 12-year-old so girl and a 35-year-old dad or something like that. And so nobody else knows. Mm-hmm. No, nobody else knows. And my ex-wife it doesn't even know. But now all the heretics know. Now, I mean, because I, I love them. I don't love my ex-wife. Right. <laughs> now, do you ever talk to this kid? No, I have no... I don't or, even know where this kid... I think he's in the old states. One, uh, one of the old states, so y'all figure that out. One of the old states. Oh. Old states. Oh, oh, oh okay. All right, got you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I don't, I don't actually know... Um, oh, there it is. I don't uh, actually know exactly where he is. Right, well, and I wouldn't know what to say to him anyway. Hey, I'm your daddy. <laughs> or, or I could be your daddy. Now, your son listens to the show, though. My son is in the uh, field. He's uh, He went on a camping trip, so he's not listening to this. Right, so I actually won't... gave him a little radio before he left as a gift. First of all, if my son cries every time I mention your name, so please don't. Um, <laughs> not, not, now, with this, Lester Big Hands, because you were sexually active at the age of seven, your yes. son's, what, 12? Yes. Do you think your son is active? M- my son, I mean, we talk, I mean, a lot of parents say we talk to him, but uh, me and my son have a very, very, very close relationship. And right. I know, I know that he has now gotten his first kiss, so I don't know how far he's taking it past that. But he's very into the... Uh, you tell him what daddy used to do? I, 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 my son knows everything there is to know about sex. I told him everything when he was 10. <laughs> did you sit him down, show him a video, naughty girls? Uh, no, I, I, I didn't show him a video, but I did uh, show him where to go and Son, these where are to put females. <laughs> uh, they're almost exactly like, and I, if you just don't look under the skirt, it's a good time. No, they, hey... Wow, but uh, you have to tell your kids now at a at an early age because they know when, when yeah because it's girls at his school now that's already uh, been suspended for next week we're gonna move guys. on to water sports. And, Ooh, uh, <laughs> right, now hold on a second. You said there are girls at his school that have been suspended for yes. oral pleasures already. Oral pleasure, middle school. <laughs> Damn. So yes, dude. parents, your kids uh, out there doing it. <laughs> At, wow. At uh, 10, 11, 12. Yeah, so. no, 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 no. I remember I was looking at porn, and I had to be like seven or eight. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. I had a club magazine. Hmm. And I remember it was so odd because I'd press myself against it like somehow the girl would come alive <laughs> and do something to me. It's a everybody, everybody always tried to do the magazine, I think. Yeah. You know, or press yourself against the TV. Rock the crease. Or go up against the TV and try to look down like you'd be able to see some nip. Uh-huh. Yeah, let's I think the nastiest thing I ever did was uh, I tried to catch my mother coming out the shower just to see what girls. Oh. Right. Hey, man, she's hot. All right, you know what? You're done. <laughs> you're, you're just creepy. All right, we're going to take a break and come back. Hey, let's hear it for Lester Big Hand. Oh, God, no more. <laughs> But take a break. We come back. More with the hair ticks and the hideout. A little birthday dance coming up, too, for one of the hair chicks who's turning 20 tonight with Deuce Chill Derone. What? Yeah. Deuce Chill's dancing. 
She's coming into my room. No. I'm you're, not going in there. Yes, you are. No, and I'm Les, not. Lester Big Hands is going to be helping you thrust. He's never touching me again. <laughs> it's the Hideout Rural Radio 104.1. It's the Hideout Rural Radio 104.1. Ten years. Hey, Tommy, how, uh, how far behind are we on the commercial breaks? I'll cut up. Really? Yes, I'll tell you how late. <laughs> Alright, so, so we can go here? Outstanding. You and your evil ways. Alright, uh, Friday night, Real Radio 104.1, Jefe and J-Dubs coming down the home stretch for the week. Reminding you that Monday, we will be in mixtapes because we will be in New York City, Manhattan. With the Ron and Fez show uh, from 11 to 2 during the midday, as Dubs gets his tattoo bet with uh, Fez Watley and you bet against uh, the two of you had a bet going Lions versus Bucks. Mm-hmm. You lost. Yeah, and so loser has to get the uh, other logo tattooed on their ass. And so you're getting Bucko, Bucko Bruce. Bruce. Yep, I'm with, a butt pirate. With a member in his mouth instead of a sword. Uh, that's completely up to them if they want to do that. Yeah. Are we getting uh, pictures of this for oh, the yeah. website? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Mikey Boy from RonFez.net is going to come up and take pictures. Oh, cool. We get to so. see him. This is going to be a lot of fun on Monday. Yeah. Are you worried at all? No. No. I, Do you want to you want to show your ass to the heretics real fast? Just no. To... No. It's what well, they it's hairless, but it's boil filled. Here's it honestly. And I'm not kidding you. It's it, like a mountain range. It's like it's like all red. Like if you shot it, shot it with a bunch of pellets. You know what I mean? Like kind of cellulite-y, cottage cheesy, with red indentions. Yeah. Like Mars. Hmm. You got Mars ass. And you're gonna get tattoo, huh? Have, yeah. you, have you decided which cheek? It doesn't matter. Whatever they want to throw it on. I say you gotta go on the left. Why? Well, just like left to right is always a good way to go. I'm, I'm not going right. You're not gonna get one on the other side? No. Why not? What would I get on the other side? I'm sure you're gonna make a another bear's bed or a cowboy bed or something. Not for a tattoo. Are you done with the tattoo bed? Yes. <laughs> Why? Why would you go out a loser? Back. If you'll put up a tattoo, but that's the only way I'll do it. No. <laughs> that's the only way I'll, I'll do another tattoo, but is if you put up a tattoo, too. All right. Do the Lions and Cowboys play this year? I believe so. They don't play. Nah, they never play. Yeah, each of them played separate games on Thanksgiving. I'm not tattooing, betting with you. Why? Because my luck, puss? that would be your first win. Come on, puss. No, that's not going to work on me. Be somebody. No, I'm not going to be somebody. What do you mean, be somebody? He has the NFC Central on his back from losses. So stop talking smack if I'm going to do it again. Unless you're going to put up or uh, shut up. Why wouldn't you want to go out of winner? You're nobody. You're nobody. Fine. You can't, you can't be somebody. Show your back. If you put up, I'll, I'll do whatever you say if you put up the bet. Will you get a Will you get a tattoo of the Cowboys logo on your neck? No, I'm not doing it on my neck. Be somebody. <laughs> All right, if you uh, do it on your forehead, if they lose, don't be stupid. <laughs> what? I couldn't cover same. it if it's on my forehead. Next same way. What am I gonna do? Wear a turtleneck everywhere? I'm not gay. 
<laughs> hmm. Wear a big gay scarf around, like I'm Liberace. <laughs> All right, so so you're going to get the tattoo on your ass, huh? Mm-hmm. What are we going to do in New York? You think, even you guys have friends in New York that we can go hang out with? Yeah. Do you miss Fit Matt? You got some friends up there? Uh, my sister's uh, godmother lives in the Beersford on uh, Central Park. I thought it was your sister. Oh, I was hoping like you had a hot sister or something up there. Uh, no, I don't have a hot sister. What are we going to do up there, Dubs? We're just going to be hanging out, watching TV? Yeah, basically. What are we be doing down here? We'll probably be doing up Get there. killed? Yeah, well, no, we're not leaving the hotel. Yeah. Doesn't matter. We got a hotel, and we're just going to stay in there the whole time. What are we going to eat? Oh, speaking of eating. <laughs> says he knows a girl up there. All right, Dubs, well, here's what we're going to do. Let's take a break. We'll come back. CJ will get her birthday dance from Deuce Childerone. Oh, let's go to Captain Spaulding. He's called all night. He says he has a joke. <sighs> Captain Spaulding. Hey. Hey, buddy. Why did Bin Laden say wash your balls? Why? Because great white hunter Bin Laden didn't want us to get food poisoning. <laughs> well, I lost my appetite. <laughs> I mean, how thoughtful of you. The least you could do is make it into soup before you say that. Oh, well, I'll see you. <laughs> Want to hear another one? Yeah, yeah, of course. Oh. What did the mental faces say after bin Laden went to court what are you going to say? got tried by a judge and sent to prison. What, what do you say, Captain Spaulding? I thought I'd get the job. <laughs> Is that Ken Blaster? No, that's real, man. People love you. You got no, another one? This is Cam. Well, I love my wife. Let's keep it at that. She's my neighbor. But, uh, do you know why Ted Bundy came to court? Why did Ted Bundy go to court? Well, it was said the psychiatric judge ate him. But he wasn't the judge. He was the psychiatric judge. <laughs> Oh, well. Can I give you a phrase? Give us a phrase. If it Hot pays. diggity. <laughs> Hot diggity? Yeah, just a phrase. Right. Hey, when are you going to get bored and hang up so people don't turn off the radio? Never, because I tell you what, you're captivating. You could, you could finish out the show if you want to. We'll go commercial free. Yeah, well, I, I'll finish it out, but can I tell you something? No. It's just me and you. you got to finish it out without telling us anything. The radio went to bed. <laughs> you really think you have people listening to you? Yeah. Can I ask you something? Uh-huh. Are you in a cage? <laughs> like jail? Sometimes we feel like it. Something you wonder about these jails. What what do they do with their spare time? Is this like a Seinfeld observational bit? Well, it's like they got a telephone in every jail. Oh, you know what they don't have in in jails? What? They don't have a cell phone in every cell. 
<laughs> All right, that's actually pretty funny. You're going to go hey, out on that I note. I had an idea. What? Sit in a cell, talk on the cell phone, and eat honey all day. Ew. <laughs> 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 well, it might attract bees, right? <laughs> yeah, let's do big hands. Yes, sir. Uh, what trailer park are you calling from? Trailer park? A trailer park, yes. Well... A trailer park? Yes, trailer park. Well, I was trying to... Oh, I know what I was going to oh, Please tell, tell me. Do you know what was in Bin Laden's balls? Yeah. You just did that Bart one. soup. Oh! <laughs> You're killing me. You know any black jokes? You know, yeah. Black me. How about that? Oh, all right. Don't me, buddy. All right. All right, boy. We'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. <laughs> Oh man, I love that guy. Yeah, I don't know. He's about, I seriously, I could talk to him for four hours. The cell phone bit was funny. <laughs> oh, he had a gem there. Yeah. Right, let's take a break and we'll come back. Deuce, Jill, you ready to dance? Is she ready to come in here? Because this no. is this is the VIP room. I'm no. not doing it with all that. You're doing it in here. You're doing it in here. It's like a strip club where all the guys that are too cheap to buy their own lap dance are going to mooch off hers. Oh yeah, that's what everybody's doing, mooching off you, uh, shaking your tail feather. And there'll be no pictures tonight. <laughs> all right, let's take a break. We'll come back. And she's getting naked too. No, she's not. It's her birthday. It's her birthday. You didn't even give her a chance to say You're no. You're shirtless. Yeah. Next. Yeah. I'm trying to get her shirtless, and you're busy working on me. The boys want to see you shirtless. It's a hideout row radio 104.1. I can't blame them. You're dick. Whoa! It's a hideout row radio 104.1. Wrapping it up for the week. Again, Monday... Mixtapes, because we'll be in New York listening to the Ron and Fez show on XM202, uh, middays from 11 to 2, uh, Monday. Dubs and I will be on there. Dubs getting his tattoo, bet me, uh, basically getting made fun of for three hours. So it should be a blast. Um, so Monday night's mixtapes, Tuesday, heretics and hair chicks. We have a trip to Las Vegas that we're going to be giving out. Trip to Vegas, round trip airfare for two, and three night hotel accommodations. That's all thanks to CSI. I tell you what, if you want to submit ideas via, via email and MySpace, feel free. Otherwise, you have to do, uh, you'll be at our mercy. So your ideas will probably be easier on you if you're down, but that's a trip to Vegas thanks to CSI on WB18. Um, the hair chicks, um, CJ is the girlfriend of Jake the Mechanic, and she, yeah, she's gorgeous. Turned 20 years old yesterday. Let's hear it for that. For some reason, Jake's taking about. And um, what she wanted for her birthday was a lap dance from Deuce Childeron. I don't know why. So what we're gonna do? We got a little. We got some dancing music over there, Bateman. Is that not plugged in? You hear it now? All right, there we go. Can you hear that? All right, Deuce, chill. How is this beneficial to the listener? Dance, Go dance, bitch, because it's going to be great about you. Come on. You feeling uncomfortable. You just dance. We're going to continue the show. <laughs> Actually, will you give him your headphones, uh, Matt, Matt Mateo? I can hear All right. Just want to do it. Turn the lights off. 
<laughs> Get pictures for realradio.fm. Come on, we're running out of time. No. I turn the lights down. He's such a. Why do we have the whiniest uh, staff? staff. Like it, like, it's it's so funny because everyone's staring at him, waiting for him to do some sort of a dance. Come on, man! What the hell? Show's almost over. You do whatever you want to do. We're gonna take a phone call from Juan. Juan, you're in the hideout on Real Radio. What's up, Juan? What's up, Juan? Hey, actually, it took me forever to figure out why Jesus wasn't born in Mexico since they praise him so much. Mm-hmm. And finally, I figured out it's because they couldn't find three wise men and a virgin. All right. Why do you like that one? All right, Deuce Chill is up on the table. Get sensual, Deuce Chill. Quit being so stiff. Shirts off. Why are you Why doing? Why we all take our shirts off? Shaking his crotch and rubbing his ass on uh, on CJ. His hamstring is not his ass because it all looks the same. Maybe I'm ready to take on dudes. Come on, man. What are you gonna do? Keep it going, man. You gotta give her a lap dance. Do what girls do. You live right next to a uh, strip club. Yeah, Heretic Jose. Deuce Chill, give me a call after this, okay? Oh. I love penis. Awesome. Oh, yeah. All right, so now it's basically that's what's ended up happening. Are you going to take your shirt off for at least? Yeah. Get your little show. Why don't we all take our shirts off? Furby. Yeah, Jimmy Jam. What are you... I think he's got a hairy raccoon on his back. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he is—he's a furball. Yeah, heretic Jose. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Chewbacca. Oh! Don't pull on my back hair. Don't pull on my back hair. Ah, uh, now he's trying to uh, do the peck dance. I like those big pickles. <laughs> All right, we're out of here. That'll do it for the hideout for this week. Thank you everybody for coming in. Friday night open door policy. By the way. Uh, Chunks screwed you guys out of a stunt because he lost last week in the Hideout Fantasy Football League and he was supposed to stunt tonight. And he tricked us. He kept saying, yeah, I'm going to do it on Friday. I'm going to do it on Friday. He's in D.C. right now. So next week he'll stunt for you guys, all right? Other than that, uh, we'll go to Beer Fest. Beer Fest all weekend long um, at Universal uh, City Walk. Uh, Stedman and Cabin Boy will be broadcasting live from 4 to 7 during the Real Music Weekends. Of course, you got the uh, SBK Live from 7 to 10 tomorrow night. And the Monsters will be doing their acoustic show tomorrow night. Again, all out at uh, Beer Fest 2005. Information's on realradio.fm. We'll see you Tuesday night for another live edition of The Hideout. With a trip for two, round trip airfare, hotel accommodations for three nights in Las Vegas. You guys on Monday, wake up at the Monsters in the morning, Shannon Burke middays, Phillips file in the afternoon. Then, on a Monday night, hideout mixtapes hosted by Tommy Bateman. We will see you guys then. Make sure you think for yourself and question authority. And always, stay classy, Orlando. Always talk good and be somebody. We out, bitch. 5,000. 5,000. Hey, come 5, party 000. with me. 5,000. 5,000. I got big boobs. I got big boobs. I'm a pretty girl. I'm a pretty girl. I'm pretty girl. Skipping to school with my books. Yippity-doo. Yeah, I'm gay.
I hate vaginas. Yeah, I'm gay. And I'm a mo. Mo. I got a problem with N people. Playing with your little buttocks. Oh my goodness, Chunks, you're so tiny. I'm sorry, I need a dude's paper. Your new queer friend, Chunks. What do I care for? I live in a pile of clothes. He took it like a man, so did I. I need protein. Mo. Can I take the pubes? I'm a fan, that's what. Your new queer friend, Chunks. No! On the queer of the world! I, I just retarded. Radio Roadblock. Can't take the herpes. Radio Roadblock. I want to have gay sex with them. I'm a dirty slut. I'm going to put five wieners in my mouth. Mo. Oh, I wish I was with that dude. No. Oh, God. I feel like I'm handling a snake. I'm a transaxwood. I'm a transaxwood. And I was the very hairy vomit. Mo. I'm a homosexual. Mo. So I had him by the junk anyway. I got a problem with N people. I'm getting from both hands. It's awful. I got thick boobs. Just a bonus friend, I eat it. I'm a pretty girl. I am a big homo homosexual. I got thick boobs. I ate the whole sack. Oh, I hate electricity. Oh, I hate icy hot. Oh, I'm chunks. I'm the biggest puss in the world. Mo. I ate the whole sack. No. I am a big homo homosexual. No. I'm a dirty slut. I'm a transsexual. You got a cheesesteak? Let me work it. I'm Chunks. Big fat guy. You guys all having fun over here? Just laughing at me? My boobs jiggling? I'm a dirty slut. Oh I'm a big mo. Oh my goodness, big... Chunks. You're so tiny. I'm a big mo. Big gay, gay, gay. Loving my gay. So I gay, gay, gay. All over the gay. <laughs> you Orlando. I mean, stay classy. No. I be smacking my Mo. Everyone knows it goes. Kick him to the floor. Step on them hard. Step on them hard. Kick him to the floor. Cause I, I be smacking my hoes. No. I be smacking my hoes. Not interested. I don't. I, 5,000.